Hey everybody and oh, welcome back to another exciting episode of the 90s Horror Films. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've got my co-host here. Maddie Daring, Madeline Daring, whatever you want to call me. Maddie is just fine. I like Maddie. Um, and we've got an awesome special guest. Please introduce yourself, ma'am. Oh, ma'am. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm Lacey Lou. Hey, how are you doing, Lacey? I'm good. I'm good. I've um, been a busy day. I worked and did a other podcast on the last 20. We covered uh, 47 meters down the last 20 minutes of that movie. So which one is that? Is that the first or second one? That's the Mandy Moore one. Okay. And like my co-host is like way younger than me. So like we were talking about Mandy Moore and I was like, yeah, she's a pretty good singer. And she was like, I didn't know Mandy Moore saying, I'm like, what do you fucking mean? And, oh. <laughs> and so, like, I was like, no, I guarantee you heard some of her music for it. Like, you had to have. So, like, I start playing Candy. Candy's the, the first one that popped in my mind. Right? And I start playing, and she's like, yeah, no fucking clue. And I'm like, I feel really old. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've been there many times. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I, I remember... <laughs> Because I'm I'm two years older than uh, Mandy Moore, so like when she was sixteen or whatever, I was just graduating high school, you know, <laughs> and uh, I was like, I felt a little weird, you know, even though I'm like I'm now legal age, should I be looking at this like sixty two years younger? Like should I be, you know, like whatever? But it was it was cute. I used to love her music and stuff actually. Um, Kind of sad yeah. that she really doesn't do music as much anymore. Yeah, um, I'm divorced now, but actually one of uh, her songs played at my wedding. So <laughs> it was one of my wedding songs. Which one? I walked to remember. Um, it's going to be Love. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that's the movie I remember her from, especially I walked to remember in music and everything like that. My oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's, it's way too sad, though. Like, I don't know if I could really watch a movie once. Sad. You know, it's like I don't know. And plus, now ever every time I watch it, I think of uh, Entourage because apparently that's where Vince met Mandy Moore is on the set of, you know, Walk to Remember. And so every time I think of like a Walk to Remember, I think I wonder if Adrian Grenade was really on that set. You know, <laughs> I mean, you never know. They all know each other. You know, that's how they get each other on the shows and stuff. Um, but this movie <laughs> that we're going to be talking about has. Does not have uh, Mandy Moore, but uh, uh, I don't. No, Maybe she wouldn't have been. She wouldn't. I don't think she was uh, making music then. Um, you I'm know, just even then, it was uh, Katie Holmes uh, instead, who kind of, to me, has kind of fallen off the. After her divorce with Tom, she kind of fallen off the face of the planet. You know, I don't really see her much. She does a lot of like independent um, projects. She did. Um, that's actually pretty good. I think it's what is it, Mrs. Meadows? Mrs. Yeah, Meadows? it's on Tubi. Yeah, I watched that uh, not too long ago, but uh, she actually had a brief cameo <laughs> in like the most ridiculous movie ever, Ocean's Eight. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, she's she... like she's randomly in that fucking movie. Like she's just sitting at a table, and I'm like, holy fuck, there's Katie Holmes. <laughs> I remember that. I must. Have. She has no lines in that movie. She's just sitting at a table. I like it's like I was kind of drunk when I was watching it, so I, I don't 
specifically remember because yeah. I've seen it the once, but I just remember she's sitting at a table. She might have a line or two, but I think they referenced her. They're like, Katie Holmes is here. And like she like waved or something. Oh, cameo like as herself. Like she was Yeah, she was playing herself. Yeah. Uh, I kind of I get kind of annoyed by that kind of um, you know, stuff of like people like the only movie I think really did that well was like Last Action Hero, where they had like everybody, like all these actors in the premiere. You know, but that was like all set up that way. I like, I feel there's better when I feel like they're like, oh, we got Katie Holmes for a day. Let's, you know, put her as a cameo in a movie. It just feels weird to me. It's like, okay, all right, well, like almost breaking like the fourth wall, right? And that's okay sometimes, especially if you're Deadpool, but or something like that. But like, I don't know, Ocean's Eight, did that really need? a cameo by katie holmes because they already had like eight women you know that were pretty pretty big people at that time um but anyway i I never watched it i I, i've only watched the first oceans 11 years ago like the remake not the frank sinatra one um i need to first cameo like that was zoolander too whenever you know, uh, Zoolander, Ben Stiller is looking around, like all these different celebrities popping up. I think I only saw one. First Zoolander, one of the greatest movies of all time. Second one. First Zoolander, great. I have not seen the second one. And... No. There's a scene and it's got all these celebrity cameos and it's so annoying and pointless to go Yeah, it becomes like product placement, you know? When you kind oh, of yeah. when you see that stuff, like uh, if you, the only person who's good at making fun of product placement who also has product placement is Mike Myers, who does like the uh, what is it? Um, uh, where he'll be like, I, you know, I'm a, I, I'd be a sellout if I drank this soda and he drinks like, you know, right. And uh, that's stuff like that. Like those are those are better cameos. Um, but let's, uh, uh, you know, we keep. <laughs> We keep talking about other stuff that's not disturbing behavior. The I'm 19... good at that. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, we're all good at that. I think so. We'll. I, we always go off the rails. So we'll... Yeah, it's usually just me and Maddie going off the rails together about other things, and then it just goes down a rabbit hole. Um, but yeah. So disturbing behavior. Let's go around the uh, room and talk about like when we first watch this so Lacey since you're the uh, special guest here tell us when did you first watch Disturbing Behavior well I was a huge Dawson's Creeker fan so um, like I watched that from night one Every never missed an episode watched it all the way to the finale like every uh, Wednesday night I believe it was on like I remember when the finale aired and I rushed home from play like I dipped out of play practice so I was a freshman in high school so I would not miss the finale and I like taped it and rewatched it and cried a bunch of times but so I was a big fan like I'm a big fan of Kevin Williamson period and um Scream is one of my favorite movies of all time so um obviously um he did Dawson's Creek and you fall in love with these characters and then you start to follow all of them you know that mm-hmm. it's such a, it's such a 90s period of time um when I think of the 90s I think of Dawson's Creek and when I think of Dawson's Creek I think of disturbing behavior you know so like and teaching Mrs. Tingle and um which should have been urban legend urban legend yes with Joshua Jackson you know listening yeah. to the song for uh what is it I uh, don't want to wait Tell yeah <laughs> where he just like freaks out it's like ah 
Turn that off. <laughs> See, that's a good self-referential moment. Right. Um, uh, he also references himself in one of the episodes in Dawson's Creek when uh, it was the detention episode, and he goes, um, "Oh, those Mighty Duck movies; those were good movies." And <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. He's he's cheeky. I like it. Um, yeah, he does that. Uh, James Vanderbeek makes fun of himself. Did it in Jane Silent Bob. Um, I have not seen Katie Holmes make fun of herself yet. So unless yeah. she did that in like a, you know, Ocean's Eight, I don't know. No, I, I know. I don't think she was referencing Dawson's Creek in Ocean's Eight. Um, but so that's when, uh, you know, and just like Buffy, like, and then like all these movies like hit at the same time. Like I know I did last summer. Um, the Screams, um, Urban Legends, as you said, um, Cruel Intentions. Um, so like you just, I just kind of followed, like I was a CW kid, so, or WB kid at the time it was. Mm-hmm. So um, like I followed all of these actors. So I would literally just watch everything that they were in. So um, as soon as they came out, like I had to be there. So um, that's how I first discovered, I was like, oh, Katie Holmes, I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I have a Katie Holmes story, and I'll I'll tell you guys a little bit later. Um, Maddie, how about you? When was the first time you watched Disturbing Behavior? Well, first off, I do love Dawson's Creek, but I only watched um, it time maybe a couple of years ago. Um, but I remember seeing this on cable, and honestly, rewatching it now, I'm I'm sure I've seen it because I remembered bits and pieces, but not that long. I'd only seen it once. So I mean I don't really have a good story. I probably caught it on sci-fi channel or something. Uh you know, whatever when I was younger. I don't really remember. <laughs> but I remembered bits and pieces of the movie. I just wasn't like that familiar with it. So it was fun to revisit and kind of think, oh yeah. You gotta remember certain things. Movies you forgot you watched. I love how you say it's like that you might have caught it on the sci-fi channel because like a lot of people debate whether it's horror or not. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, I hate when people, I, I made a whole rant about this while ago. I hate when people debate, it's horror, it's sci-fi, it's that, like, who cares? Whatever. They're all intertwined. Like, yeah, kid, exactly. kid, uh, some bitch gets her neck snapped, kid fucking die. <laughs> it's it's oh, yeah. I could see like horror, sci-fi, whatever. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw it on Sci-Fi Channel one of those back in the day, and probably had it recorded on VHS. And I'm not gonna lie, the scene with the 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 people coming up and like all going ah, like almost zombie-like, you know, with the inside the uh, mental hospital. That scene there is more horror than a lot of horror movies I see these days, you know? That scene I think I remembered, uh, that really stuck out to me. It was also, I think a lot of it is also in the trailers, so you could have saw the trailers as well and could remember a lot. I'm almost sure I had seen it before when I was younger. Yeah. What, like 98? If I looked it up? Yeah, it was in 98 that it came out. Yeah, so... I... I remember having a, I want to say it was a VHS of it. Like I, I copied it from VHS to VHS, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which you're not really allowed to do technically, but I did it. Or I may, no, no, I don't think I put it on beta because I think it was back at the time where I started. And I know I did have it and I still do have it on DVD. Thing is, I watched my new MVD uh, Blu-ray 
of it. And it looks great, but like I don't see much difference. And um the one thing I was really disappointed by was that uh MVD does not have the music video for um uh Got You Where I Want You, which I believe that the uh uh DVD did, you know? So I'm like well, now I need to make sure I have the DVD because now because I have all the extra because everything else was transferred over except for that music video, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but yeah, I think I watched it when I when it first came out because just like Lacey um, and and I think you said Maddie that you watched Dawson's Creek a little bit. Or, I did, yeah. But yeah. Only, recently. only, only recently. Well, it's fine. Maybe like yeah. three years ago or something, I watched. Um. Well, you know, uh, any any time you can get into the creek, that's fine. Um, were you a Were you a Pacey and Dawson, or I'm sorry, a Pacey and Joey fan, or a Pacey and or, or Dawson a, and Joey fan? Dawson or Joey or Pacey? I was a Pacey and Joey fan because Joey and Dawson were not meant to be together, and they were fucking annoying. Excuse my language. <laughs> okay. Pacey okay. We're gonna we're gonna get into this right now because I was a Dawson. And what? Jerry fan, no! yeah, and and here here you know a lot of it was because I was a huge like I related a lot to Dawson as far as like wanting to be a filmmaker and yeah, like that's course. what got me into the show was his love for film and Kevin Williams yeah, Williamson who obviously I was a big Scream fan too, um but yeah I got into it like right after Scream and I realized oh shoot the writer of Scream wrote. Uh, Dawson's Creek. I gotta check this show out. And then fell in love with like Dawson being a Spielberg fan and you know, all these things. And I was like, and then so I kind of automatically connected myself to Dawson. And then I, I like looking back at it now, I'm like, he was such a whiny little bitch. But yeah, um and so maybe I shouldn't have, or maybe uh, maybe I was a whiny little bitch back then too. I don't know, but all I know is that um, uh, that I connected myself to it. So growing up, I was so pissed when like they broke up and then Jack stole her away and then Jack was gay and then Pacey came in, J- Dawson, Pacey, D- Dawson, Pacey, whatever. And then eventually at the end, Pacey won, you know, because that's what everybody wanted anyway. Well, not only that, but I feel like if you like really give it like a rewatch, I feel like Dawson's true love was actually film and he got his true love at the end. You know, that's like what I took from it. And, you know, he was always putting that ahead of like what, like that was his emotional need. And he put that first and foremost above everybody else, you know, throughout the entire run of the series. So like when people say that, like, you know, and Joey was always like in support of that. But like they just couldn't make it work as a couple because they were just two different people going different ways, you know. Right. And that's how t- I received it. But and I, I no, I agree with you on that. And uh, I think uh, and and I like your your analogy on the fact that it was uh, his love it was film, you know, because I I truly do believe that that's true. That he focused he was more focusing on his career than on his relationships where Casey also was sort of doing that. He got into cooking, you know, he kind of did a lot of that, but he was also trying to make his romantic relationships work. Um, I think he, at one point, um, 
did he date Jen for a little bit too? Um, or something? That was, or... be- that was before um, Pacey and Joey. Like, it's all season three is so epic. Like, <laughs> oh, that's right. That was season three. That was the last season I rewatched recently. So, and then I stopped yeah, watching it after a bit because I just, there's so much to watch. I just, yeah, I can't, yeah. it's hard to focus. Season and how many seasons. But can I complain about, I know we're going off topic, but that episode that's just basically a commercial for No Doubt concert. I hate that fucking episode. Oh, season six is bad, aside from the finale. I like the finale. Oh my god, that episode still annoys me. And the Dr. Drew one. I can't oh, remember. Yeah. I remember the Dr. Drew. Maybe I blocked it out of my mind. But, but one of the best seasons, or one of the best episodes does come from season six, and it's when they get trapped in the Kmart. I do remember that episode. Uh, it's I, a really good episode. I need to oh. go back to rewatch and like go back to season six because I have, I think in real life I stopped watching after season four and I've realized this about myself is that I've stopped watching a lot of TV shows after uh, they go into college, right. um, except for the college years and uh, Say by the Bell. I I did watch that. There's last season. what <laughs> that one only lasted a season. Yeah, it was only <laughs> yeah it was only one season, wasn't it? Um, almost felt like it was two, but it was one. It was one giant, big season. Almost felt like another, you know, season of regular Saved by the Bell, um, just with new, you know, new castmates. Um, but yeah, other than that, like Boy Meets World, when they went to college, I I, I zoned out of it. I like because I had grown up with them, so I was going into college, and I was like, eh, I don't care about this. Like, or I didn't go to college, but I was going into that like age, you know. And I had like outgrown my TGIF years. Now looking back, I rewatch them now in nostalgia, you know. But back and I watched those episodes. And I'm like, thank God I didn't watch this because this was this terrible. Like this was not as funny. Like everything is like t- is awful in uh, the college years. And so I think that's sort of what happened with Dawson's Creek too. I think I just sort of it became like year 2000, and I just stopped watching a lot of these shows, you know, or whatever. And, and so I stopped watching it. <clears throat> so I really, I saw some of it and I do remember seeing the ending because I wanted to know what, how it was going to end, you know, even though I hadn't catch, caught up to that part yet, you know? So it's a little confusing, but, you know. Ending always felt kind of weird to me, but. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, so to go back to, to disturbing behavior, um, I, oh, I apologize. No, it's fine. Um, so the uh, what is it? Um, my Katie Holmes thing was. It's funny. I talked to two separate groups of people. Um, and when I used to work at uh a un, I I won't say the name of it because I don't work there anymore. Um, but I worked at an amusement park and I did one of those like guess your age or weight games. You know, where I had to guess the people's easier weight and a lot of time there's a lot of downtime of like nobody coming up you know so i just chat with anybody who'd walk up to my game you know even if they didn't want to play and uh two different groups one was from uh north carolina and they said they were from wilmington and i said oh that's a set of dawson's creek how cool like um is there anything and they were like oh yeah we were actually we were extras 
on Dawson's Creek. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. How are the cast? And they said, uh, Joshua Jackson is amazing. He's really like really down to earth and and nice and jokes with everybody. Uh, James Vanderbeek runs up and hangs out with like all the extras, you know, watches a video, like watches uh, football games with them while he has his downtime. And Katie Holmes goes straight to her trailer and doesn't talk to anybody. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer to hear. Then uh, I talked to another group who were from Toledo, Ohio, where, you know, Katie Holmes, you know, and I said, oh, did you you know Katie? You know, thinking that maybe Toledo, Ohio was a big, you know, they went to school with her. And they said she was sort of like the drama girl, like, you know, doing drama classes, theater classes. And that's all she hung out with. She did not. If you were not in drama she didn't want anything to do with you and i was like oh i guess kind of makes sense for who she became but i was like i was like oh and i got to learn more about her from different people who you know saw different sides of her and it seemed like she's hasn't really changed much you know and that and probably just keeps to herself what do you guys uh would you would you have guys wanted to meet her if you could oh absolutely i mean she was I grew up watching her, you know, um, God, she like was the envy of so many people when she married Tom Cruise, um, whose daughter looks exactly like both of them. I like, if you could like say somebody's mini me, like they literally, if you look at Surrey, it literally looks like Tom Cruise. And then you look at her again, it literally looks like Katie Holmes. I don't know how that's fucking possible because Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise, don't even look alike but their child you know it's it's crazy have you seen her like she's like almost an adult now isn't she let me see what she looks like yeah that's weird you know to think um like i just remember her like being a little girl and like they wouldn't show her face for like the longest time and i guess tom cruise hasn't seen her in years or something supposedly so oh she did she take him away well one of you so she (laughs) said yeah i would but uh I don't know if she, like, I always thought she she couldn't, you know, I thought that they wouldn't, you know, stop that. But um, we're not going to say what that is, because I don't want any trouble <laughs> at Indie Film Cafe uh, Network. Because, uh, yeah, um, but no, she's 17 years old. That's crazy. So, so crazy to think, like, she's so... She's young, but she's old now, you know? She's the like, same age of Katie Holmes and Dawson's Creek. Right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, did she, I she didn't get into acting, did she? No, I guess she's a really good singer, though. Um, Katie posted uh, something, like, on her Instagram or Twitter or something, um, and she was singing, and she's a good little singer. So. I'm wondering if she still sees her dad, because I know they cut ties, you know? And stuff, I, so from what I've read in like the People magazine and Us Weekly, like they haven't she hasn't seen him in a couple years. And that was pretty recently that I read that. So. Wow. He's always busy like filming and shit and like yeah. But he hangs out with his kids that he has with Nicole Kidman, so I mean, yeah, it's weird because she did cut ties with, with that group. So I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe at some point influenced. That's true. I mean, it's got to be tough, you know, kind of having all of that 
happened to you. You know, it's, it's a sad thing. And I think another reason we were talking earlier about Katie Holmes hasn't really done too much lately or whatever. And I think a lot of that has to do with her leaving that stuff and, you know, probably um, not wanting to associate because that church is a big part of Hollywood, you know? Right. So it's probably hard to work with people who don't like you, you know, or whatever, because you decided to leave, you know? It's kind um, of funny that she was a part of a movie like this, because this is kind of cult-like, you know? Right? She should have known better. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, did, I wonder when uh, he asked her out, did she go razor? Like, <laughs> do you have rats? <laughs> <laughs> oh lord um by the way i so uh there is the guy the the janitor um guy william sather Sather, he's actually a part of the indie film cafe group and he commented i did not know this by the way and he commented on one of my posts i forgot what it was about but he commented on it and i was like ah (laughs) you know (laughs) <laughs> we, you know because i think i mean i'm friends with them but on facebook but you know i i think i invited him to the group not thinking he would actually accept and i don't remember him accepting so one day he's just commented on a, a thing in my group and i was like oh god he's part of my group like <laughs> you know no, um, bill sadler is a fucking gem he was also in demonite and he was also part of the WB family with uh, Roswell. Um, mm-hmm. He's like the heart and soul of that fucking show. I absolutely adore him. Um, and when he accepted my friend request, I was just like, ah, it's like, you know, gives yeah. me like chills. Try to get him on the show. I've, this is the first time. So I did reach out to him today and just said that we're reviewing disturbing behavior. He probably won't even respond. You know, um, but if oh. he does, I'll be happy. Um, so I'm, you know, it's positive, one of, positive, positive thinking. Okay, I'll try. I'll try. I'm. It's not that I'm negative thinking. I'm just like thinking. You know, uh, I I know sort of how people are these days. You know, with with yes. that stuff. Um, but if yes, I would love to have him come on the show, one of the shows at some point, and just say hello. You know. Um, yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to interview him because he's done what Bill and Ted's bogus, uh, uh, bogus journey. He's done, um, yeah, <laughs> death. He was not. I'm not like this. Isn't his fault, but I was not a fan of the the newest one. And um, I, I liked him. You did. Face the music. Yeah, I love it. Uh, like, I, it, like had so I, much heart. I need to rewatch it. Um, I I think I wasn't in the right headspace when I watched it, so maybe that gave me the uh, negative things with it. But I don't know. There's something. There's something. I, I maybe I didn't like the kids, but I didn't like something that just drove me nuts through the whole thing and kind of ruined my uh, the vibe of it. So maybe I'll watch it again. A lot yeah, of people yeah. do love it. So yeah, I love anything that I anyway. <laughs> what? I said I love anything Bill and Ted. I love those movies. I think Bill and Ted is the greatest time travel movie of all time. So sorry, Back to the Future. But anyway, about to go <laughs> off the rails again. That's <laughs> well. 
yeah, no, it's true. It, it, the first two I loved absolutely, and then I was I I think another thing is it's been so long since I've seen Bill and Ted. You know, yeah. before you know, like I'm not somebody who watches it like every year or anything. You know, but um, so I I haven't seen it in a while, and so maybe also watching the first two again might help yeah. watching the third one. Um, I'm doing like a marathon would be kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, this this movie here was more brainwashing kind of thing. And also, did you notice like the uh, stuff that they used to brainwash everyone kind of reminded me a lot of like a clockwork orange. I never thought oh, about yeah. that, huh. you know, um, which is another one of my favorite brainwashing movies, you know, or whatever. Oh, a movie's um, iconic as fuck. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's directed by one of the most iconic as fuck directors you know as fuck <laughs> iconic I like as has the most fucks of any episode we've had <laughs> I, i'm sorry you're gonna like i i'm a oh, don't apologize i say fuck all the time <laughs> no i once guessed it on a podcast and i didn't they didn't tell me that i couldn't so like now like i ask all the time like and somebody was like um, yeah, I usually like to listen to your show, but I didn't like to listen to that episode because there are so many F-bombs dropped. And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, they never asked me to guest again. And like, uh, you know, I'm my, I, I am who I am. Like, I can't help it. You know, like, it, did you not listen to my shows? Like, do they not watch Quentin Tarantino movies? I guess not. Well, and it's a horror podcast. So like, I mean, like, are you really going to be picky and choosy about how people talk? Yeah, that I don't get. No. Like, like, I say if the movie's like R-rated, which I think this was PG-13. No, this was R. I looked it up. So well, it know. had to be R. We had a little bit of titty. Yeah, you oh, we titty. did have a little bit of titty. So did Titanic, and that was PG-13, but still. And, uh, <laughs> well, this one also had like necks being snapped, like sexually repressed angst teenagers like yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why i even looked up the rating but it was r i think it was just on imdb well when i was telling my boyfriend earlier i was like this almost feels like a made for tv movie except you get titty and like next i mean it feels like um i don't know have you guys ever seen the made for tv movie it was written by lois duncan who also wrote i know what you did last summer uh killing mr griffin but, uh, Yes, Kelly, Mr. Griffin. It, it has like that, like aesthetic to it as you're watching it a little bit. Yeah. Um, it feels made for TV, but like obviously a little higher budgeted. <laughs> With uh, Saved by the Bells, Mario Lopez in that movie. Yes, and Power Rangers, the Pink Ranger. Oh um, yeah, Amy Joe Johnson. Yes. Not to be confused with Amy Johnson, who's uh, another actress. Dakota, I, th- I think she might be related to Dakota Johnson. I'm not sure, but she was the chick from. Uh, I think she was in like Growing Pains or something. Correct. Oh, Ashley Johnson. Um, hey, yeah. No, well, there is an Amy Johnson, so it might be Ashley Johnson was Growing Pains, and she also was on a show on TJF, which you mentioned earlier. Um, but it was called Phenom. Um, oh, that's right, the tennis does, one. Yeah, and she does like a bunch of voices oh, yeah. on Recess. Like she does a lot of voice acting. Hmm. What was that, Maddie? What show on TGIF was she on? It was called Phenom. 
Why don't I, I not remember that? I watch TGIF all the time. I think it was only like one season, kind of like that Angel uh, show. Or the uh, uh, or the Thorkelsons, you know, that only had the one. Thorkelsons. That was I a different like Aliens in the Family and stuff, which was like one season. Uh, yeah, no, Phenom, it was like, and I just remember, because remember how they'd always do like cutaways to commercials, like with the cast of yeah. and Ashley, it would be her voice and she'd be like, Phenom, we'll be back in a moment. Like, <laughs> I have to look up this Phenom. Yes, dude, it's actually like, it's, it's. You are right. Wow. I was thinking, because I just saw Ashley Johnson and um, uh, Lionheart. And for some reason, I thought it said Amy Johnson. I was like, oh, not Amy Joe Johnson, but you know, okay, well, so is it, yeah, Ashley Johnson from Lionheart, uh, Growing Pains, and Phenom. You know. <laughs> Nobody knows about it, apparently, except for you and I. I always thought it was it was Phenom, you know, or something. I'm gonna know. know about it after today because I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like about a mom and her tennis instructor and her two kids, I think. It was the mom from, uh, I think, Who's the Boss? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I remember that show. I don't remember it being funny. <laughs> well, there's I, probably a reason the last one season. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I remember I remember trying to watch it going, nah, I don't know. Nah. You know, like, yeah. I, I grew up on uh, Full House and Step by Step and Family Matters. Family Matters and Boy Meets yeah. World. And so those are my four like TGIF shows. Everything yeah. else kind of if if oh growing pains, but like growing pains was sort of didn't even feel TGIF y. You know? I didn't even think was TGIF. It was the original TGIF lineup. So what are like, years? Um because Family Matters actually was a spinoff from uh uh from um uh, growing pains, uh, not growing pains, not growing pains. Fuck. Full House. Urkel was on. Perfect Full Strangers. House. Really? Per- yeah, oh. Perfect Strangers. Because in Perfect I... Strangers, uh, Harriet oh. was the uh, person who came up. So I wasn't not thinking Growing Pains. I don't think Growing Pains was on TGIF, but um, uh, Perfect I remember Strangers. Yeah, it was with Balky. Balky and Larry. Yeah. Balky, who's who's my favorite movie of his ever is freaking True Romance. As long as you weren't going to say the Stephen King one he is was in, I can never pronounce it. The Langliers, Langliers, oh, the Langliers. Yeah. But I, now, if I rewatch it, it's good up until those CGI monsters show. <laughs> I still don't understand it. Like I just remember him like freaking out. <laughs> no one understands it. <laughs> I mean. Well, that's a 95 movie. We could do it for 90s horror at some point. And it's a miniseries, so that would be like a good special episode. That's a big, that's a big episode. <laughs> um, We wouldn't be able to go off board on that because like, we wouldn't be able to cover anything. Um, So this was the first movie uh, that had like Nick Stahl, you know, that I ever like recognized him or like whatever new. I didn't even realize that was who did he play? Nick Stahl? Yeah. He played... Uh, Gavin. Gavin. I, oh, in, yeah, never mind. I'm stupid. He's in the picture. That's yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of someone else. He's, yeah, he's right behind me. 
I forget people's names. I should have done more research. I apologize. No, it's fine. Nick Stahl. <laughs> and so he, he's been in a bunch of good stuff. Like, I remember in that movie, Bully. Oh, my God. Bully is so good. I know. It's because, okay, I, I grew up on kids. Yeah, like, well, I was a kid when I rented kids. And I only got to rent it because me and my friend went to rent it at our video store. And the guy was like, uh, uh, this is unrated. Um, am I allowed to rent this to you? And we're like, sure. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> he rented it to us, and it's like basically it's NC seventeen, you know. Yeah. Um, so he shouldn't have rented it to like thirteen year old boys who were, you know, still in middle school. Um, but we went and me and my friend when we watched it. And speaking of Amy Jo Johnson and the Power Rangers, we we rented that and the Power Rangers movie at the same time, and then sort of had the kids playing at one point. We're watching kids, we're enjoying it. Then his mom came home, and we switched the tapes so that it looked like we're watching uh, Power Rangers and not this terrible movie with these kids like doing terrible things. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that was my <laughs> that was my uh, my story with that. But uh, yeah, so Nick Stahl is uh, is wonderful. Bully was great. Um, have uh, you seen that, Maddie? I haven't seen Bully. I should get on that. <laughs> it's like one of the most fucked up movies ever. Are Are you writing these down? Like you should I'm be. Not. <laughs> you should have a list by now. We've it's got. Not, it has a uh, Macaulay Culkin's ex wife in it. Uh, she was also in uh, Penny Dreadful. Rachel Miner. Uh, yes, her. Yes. Um, she was also in Supernatural. She got to play Meg for a while, but unfortunately, she's had some really bad health issues lately and yeah. stuff. So sad. It also has another Dawson's Creeker in it, Michael Pitt. He was played Henry in season three. Oh yeah. <laughs> the he was one of my least favorite characters in Dawson's Creek. I'm not gonna I can't lie. Remember which one Henry was. Uh, he was the one that Jen dated, um, and then he left for football camp, and she goes, what ball camp? Um, but yeah, he left at the end of season three. He was the one who donated yeah. his blood to buy her that ugly-ass ring <laughs> and passed out. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he was younger. He was a freshman, and I think she was a junior at the time, and yeah. Michael Pitt. He was also in uh, Murder by Numbers, who was also, I believe he's nephew. He's the nephew of Brad Pitt. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, I, I, you know what? I've heard his like last name, and I never once put Brad Pitt and him together. Yeah, <laughs> I never yeah. thought about it because I was like, he. And now that you like, I say it, he's blonde and he does. I mean, he's he's not that good looking, but he like he's, you know. Oh, um, he was he, also in Funny Games too. The remake, the remake oh, of Funny Games. I'll have to check that out. I really liked him in Bully. I really did like him in Bully. Um. Sorry, I have too many connective tissues when we talk the nineties. <laughs> well, no, but but there's there is a lot of like there's a lot of cross pollinization or whatever when it comes to these movies. There's a lot of movies that everybody kind of you know one person will work with with stuff and then they'll work with some other people. So it's you know interesting to hear that you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I. Uh, is it uh in disturbing behavior um there so there's nick stall katie holmes and my least favorite 
character in this whole movie is the main character, James Marsden's character. Kind of, well, he was kind of boring. Now, wasn't Josh Harnett originally supposed to play him, or like he was up for it or something? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. This would be about the time. I think if that were the case, he probably didn't do it because the faculty was shooting at the same time. Faculty as it is. What? This reminded me a bit of the faculty. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It's very much like the faculty. Yeah. But the faculty is superior. The faculty is a, but it was written by Kevin Williamson. Come on now. And directed by, like, I, I, the director of the Steven Nutter did a lot of great X Files. Oh, Robert stuff. Rodriguez directed the faculty, but yeah, yeah, and David Nutter, who did um, this movie, Disturbing Behavior, did a lot of great uh, stuff with um, uh, X Files and TV. Like yeah. in the '90s and 2000s, if you looked at pilots, there were almost every pilot was directed by David Nutter. You and know, sense to why I said it felt like a tv movie yeah yeah it it does have that feel i think it feels like it was an like uh an x-files idea like um the movie final destination i've uh interviewed the the writer of that creator of that uh, jeffrey reddick and um he talks about how like that was originally a a spec script for x-files the original like plot for final destination then it got changed, and it's so funny because X Files people came on board, you know, and then nothing to do with X Files after that. Like it was, you know, it became its own series, and then it's it's not even the same story as what he actually originally wrote, which what just was about um the flight, you know, and stuff and whatnot. There's a lot of things that got changed, but uh, I freaking. I um, mean, you know, I love Final Destination as well. Right. Another one of those like early two thousand like flicks. I'm trying to find if um if it says that uh what's his name uh uh what's the guy's name? Uh, Josh Hartnett was supposed to be up for it. Does not. And say... the guy we got, the main character guy, he I remember him from Twenty Seven Dresses. James Marshall. Well, he's also I, like, oh. like, I look so familiar, and I looked him up and I was like, "Yep, that's where I remember him." Great movie. Yeah, uh, but he, was, he was Cyclops, and yeah, as Lazy said, and then an X Men. You know, and I, he actually, if you haven't, I, never, and I watched Twenty Seven Dresses. <laughs> Were you gonna say Lacey? I said if you haven't watched it, he was just recently on this um, reality show, um, but. Um, only one person like it, it's called um, oh god uh, jury duty and it's on Amazon Prime I've, I've heard, heard of it about that. oh my I god know. it's fucking hilarious but also had like heart too and it's about this um, guy who goes in for jury duty and he's the only one that doesn't know that it's all fake yeah. and James Marston's on there and he's fantastic it's great watch it it's hilarious I think you'll love oh, it I've heard a lot of good things it's been on my list Yes. Along just, with everything else. This movie also had, speaking of 90s, had freaking Ethan Embry in it. Right. And, what? Uh, yeah, is it right? <laughs> right. Like, 
So it was so strange that he's in it for like about five minutes or whatever in the flashback scenes. It's creepy though. It is creepy, yeah. And it works. Sort I, of. I'm not as much a 90s, even though I'm a co-host. I don't, I don't know who we're talking about. Even yeah, you know time. 90s horror, but you don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know a lot. Uh, can't hardly wait. He played Rusty um, uh, uh, Griswold in um, Vegas Vacation. Okay. Um, Vacancy, uh, The Devil's Candy. Yeah, okay. I mean, I definitely remember Vacancy. Empire Records. Empire Records, okay. Yeah, he was the he was Mark with a C in uh, Empire Records, probably. One of my favorite movies of all time. So. And I watched five years ago, too. Interestingly enough, I, you know, when I was living in LA, I was living over by San, you know, in San Gabriel, and I was like right down the road from where they shot Can't Hardly Wait's, uh, uh, was it the school, you know, graduation scene and stuff. I was like, because I looked at the thing, I was like, the school, I was like, that name sounds familiar, that high school name or whatever. And then I looked it up uh, when I, when I got home, I was watching Can't Hardly Wait, and I'm like, okay, that looks familiar. And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh crap, we were just there. <laughs> drove nice. right by the you know high school. Kind of cool, you know. Yeah. That's the only part about living in LA I liked was seeing all the sights of all the movies I. Oh really? I adored. Yeah. Really, everything else is like, yeah. You know, yeah. that's if I move back, that would be the only reason I move back is to. Yeah, you know, go visit all the sites all the time. Yeah, you know who I think is the most surprising in this cast, though, is we have a young Catherine Isabel. And I was mm-hmm. gonna talk about that because I Ginger Snaps is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I've only seen it once. <laughs> so good, I've seen it many times. You like the sequels? The sequel, part two's pretty good. The prequel, I'm not a huge fan, but it's okay. Yeah. I had to do them for uh, 31 Days of Indie Horror. I had to watch uh, Ginger Snaps 1, one year, and then 2, and then 3. And uh, 1 was fantastic, like, just phenomenal. Five, 2 seconds. was, oh yeah, I'd say 2 was okay. You know, it, it was, you know, it, it, it was okay. Uh, 3, good God, I hate it. Like, I, I just... I hate it, but I don't like it. Too much. I, I I hate it. I, I many many years since I've seen it. I I think I hate it because I had Anna Zayden, a friend of mine, on to do all three, and she, uh, she I think she loves all three. You know, like I mean, but one is oh everybody's favorite. Like that's oh, yeah, one is and again one of my favorite werewolf movies. Yeah, um, Lacey, did you watch them all three of them? No. No? You should. No. Or at least. <laughs> oh, so have you I... seen the first one, right? Kind of. I was kind of paying attention to it. <laughs> um, I just, I like, you know, I think it's one of those things like you have to be in the mood for it. Oh, I understand that. And when I watched it, like, you know, kind of. It, like, I don't know. Like, I just wasn't like. In the moment, I don't think I was in the mood for, like, I just watched another, I, like, just watched Excision, like, right before that, and then I threw that on, and they're kind of, like, you know, 
transform like it's all about like womanhood kind of and like going through like hormonal things and I just think it was a little much for me at the time and so heavy movie very good though yeah no like I think I just wasn't in the right headspace and um no I plan on giving it another go because I do like Catherine Isabel like uh she's like one of my favorite parts of um like I love American Mary and I love her in Freddy versus Jason you know um, I, I loved her in Freddy versus Jason I have not seen American Mary uh, a friend of mine let me borrow it once and I still have it it was like years ago and he let me borrow it just never uh never give it back not that I I don't even know I know I, ha- I still have it it's in at my studio um she's also really good in see no evil too which I think is better than the original it is I agree yeah, like it's more fun. You have like um, Daniel Harris and Catherine Isabel in it. It takes place in like a hospital or not hospital, like a morgue. Yeah, a morgue type setting. I remember really liking the setting, but I don't remember much else about it. Yeah, it has a good little twist on the ending. Fairly decent. I mean, it's it's nice that like Catherine became like a a horror person. You know, like. Yeah. Ginger Snaps really kind of helped set that, and then and the girl, the other girl, Emily Perkins from um, uh, Ginger Snaps, she was in like Supernatural, and and both are uh, you know Canadian, you know, um, actresses, and uh, and they're you know, it's interesting because like what is it? American Mary was done by the Soska twins, who are Canadian, and they did you know American Mary and. Uh, she you know, kind of helped. Did, you know, too. did they, okay, so that that makes sense yeah. with uh with uh Danielle Harris because I think later they did another project with Danielle Harris as well. So, um, but was Danielle wasn't in uh American Mary too, was she? No, I don't okay. think so. Um, but yeah, and then uh, I know they did the um, what is it the 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 rabid um the remake of the david cronenberg movie yep i actually interviewed them back in the day and i i think we just fell out of contact with each other i haven't talked to them forever but when i interviewed them they their only claim to fame at that time was dead hookers in a trunk um which if you haven't seen that movie that's so great it's like a female tarantino movie which i think is amazing um so they were they were great. They had a fun time. Um, uh, so I I do I love seeing them blow up and get bigger because to me honestly um, and and this goes with like Terrifier two and everything. But the more indie people who blow up really helps the indie scene, you know, out. Um, so uh, I hope they keep continuing to to do well, <laughs> you know, for themselves. Um, but go back to just your behavior. Uh, so yeah, so Catherine Isabel is in it. Um, so was Steve Railsback. Who you is? That? Um, Steve Railsback. You would. He was the. He was Bad the cop, man. the sheriff, and uh, he was in. He, uh, he was most famous. I think he was in a. Uh, um. 
What he was in a serial killer in a um. Name sounds so familiar, so I'm sure I must have seen him. Yeah, he was a, a he was a serial killer. God, I can't even remember people. Anybody who's like listening to this and probably knows that, you know, I'll just be like yelling at the Helter Skelter. He was in Helter Skelter as uh Charles Manson. That's what he was sort of most famous for. And then later he kind of hit a hard time and he had to do uh um I think after this movie and a couple other ones, he ended up having to do the asylum movies and stuff. That's probably where I know him from. I yeah. He, he was in in the asylum movies, he was in Oh my god, they keep switching names on these movies. Um King of the Lost World, he was in that. That was Asylum. That was a King Kong ripoff. But for some reason, on IMDb, it's called Syndrome of the Trespasser Island. I haven't known a single movie you said in the past two minutes. (laughs) See, this this is where we differ. Because we're completely, we're like legit on the 90s stuff. But any of the like 2000s... Indie horror stuff. Uh, he was in the Devil's Rejects, so I'm sure you okay. know that. Uh, yeah, you're back on. Um, We're back on. Yep. <laughs> he was in an episode of Supernatural. Um, well, I have seen Helter Skelter, and I think that was the best, in my opinion, adaptation of Charles Manson. I I think that yeah I I'm kind of getting annoyed by how many of those are out there. Because I'm like, how many times can you basically tell the same story? Like, it's not, nothing can change. It's all, you know, sort of based on truth. So that's why I like, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where they change things, you know, up or whatever. Yeah. Like, I think the worst um, case of that had to be the one with, uh, was it Hilary Duff? Was it? Hillary. Oh yeah, I heard. I never saw it, but I heard horrible things. Uh, and and it was like hey. she was having like dream premonitions or some shit. And it was yeah, it was the Sharon Tate story, right, or whatever. Haunting of what Sharon. Was that the door? Was that what it was called? I, was I think it was called the Haunting of Sharon Tate. Maybe. Well, okay. So there's also one Wolves at the Door, and that one was bad too. Wolves at the Door. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah that that one has uh Katie Cassidy in it. Okay, all right. But Hillary um, did do one. I'm just probably confusing the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it says four friends are murdered in their own house for no reason by four members of the Manson family. Okay. Um. See, once again, what? Uh, I mean, unless you just change history, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's the same story, you know, like they can't really do much else. And so there's all these indie people who tried because it's basically public domain and, you know, like you can, can yeah. you can do that story. It just gets to be um, sort of boring, you know, like, tasteless. I, it's tasteless too. the the guy, the guy who made the haunting of Sharon Tate, he also was the writer of like Halloween six 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 Daniel you know? Perrins. Yeah, and he does like a lot of those. Yeah, he just did uh he did the Eileen uh I can't think of the name. Yeah, uh, it did Eileen that, W. 
And then um, he did um what the fuck was the Chad Michael Murray was in it. Um Chad Michael Murray was in one of his movies? Yeah, it was um he played Ted Bundy. Oh. Wow. It was bad. Like and like you could tell it was like filmed during COVID because like he's literally wearing a COVID mask <laughs> in the fucking movie. I shit you not. Like that fucking happens. <laughs> Like why? Like why? Why? Wait, Ted Ted Bundy was wearing a a, a COVID. COVID mask. Yes, yes, he was wearing a COVID mask in the fucking movie playing Ted Bundy. Was he in the future? Was he? <laughs> I don't. Well, I he was like they like kind of made it seem like he was like disguising himself, you know. To but like that's not who Ted Bundy was. I don't. I, yeah. I, I don't think Ted Bundy was like, all right, I'm going to make sure to cough on you. Right? Like, it's so fucking atrocious. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any serial killer was like, excuse me, ma'am, can you please wash your hands before I murder you? Right. That would be an interesting, like, I would, the COVID killer, you know, the person comes in and, you know, um, makes, you, makes you bathe and, and everything before they kill you. You know? Well, Kevin Williamson did that with six. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. I didn't even know that was Kevin uh, when I first started watching it on Netflix. I think it was. Um, uh, Peacock, I think. Peacock. Peacock, yeah. So I watched it. I'm like, I was like, this is actually. No, I think it could have been on Tubi or something, too. I found Peacock. I think it's a Peacock. Okay, maybe it was Peacock. Uh, Either but... way. Anyway, I have Peacock, so I wouldn't be... I'm kind of over the whole COVID horror thing. I'm just thank, thank you. Thank you. Like, Host did it good, like, because we were, like, yeah. going through it. We lived through it. I don't want to think about it ever. It, it's it's too fucking soon. I I know. I think that's the, that's the big problem is, like, it started coming out, like, a year after because that's when everybody could actually shoot stuff, you know? And then after that, people were just like, we're trying to get away from this. And stuff yeah, we don't, don't we don't want to see COVID anymore. We're done. I don't think I see any movies about a pandemic for a long time. I mean, I know I don't. Right. I did but, watch that uh that Matt Damon pandemic movie. Well, World War Z. No, so oh, Contagion. Contagion. That's which, the movie that scared the shit out of me. I think that's the scariest movie ever made, and that's why I was so freaked out. I've never watched it. But it is like it's exactly what terrifying. fucking happened. Yeah, and it's still terrifying. I know, like, scariest movie made in my in my opinion. I remember watching it because everybody kept recommending it to me after COVID hit, mm-hmm. and I'm oh, like, so I watched it and I was like, what the fuck? This is like th- it's like they knew. Or COVID hit, and that's terrifying. But I don't want. Somebody had some like conspiracy thing that they're telling me of like that Hollywood knows what's going to happen you know and then so they basically hire people to kind of warn the world about what's you know and I'm like that's just that's too much (laughs) that almost feels like its own movie you know well have they started using rats to um, make people into blue ribbons yet I don't know. That would be interesting, though. Thank you for trying to segue back into the movie. We're... Yeah, we had to get there some point. <laughs> um, the rats will lead us there. 
you know, rats, rats, rats. Hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. <laughs> that was great. Well, it's interesting that this movie came out the same year as um, uh, Faculty, and both of them have that, hey, teacher, leave them kids alone. The, they had a remake, a remake song of, uh, you know, uh, Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 in the soundtrack. I, don't, I think it was even in the movie for the faculty. So, but that's, I mean, I guess that's why they probably didn't actually have the song in there, you know? Yeah. Because um, one of them was allowed to have it, you know? Not both or whatever, but yeah, they're. Faculty they're, has budget than this one, I feel like, anyway. You think this one has less budget? Yeah. I'm gonna agree with you. All right, I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> All right, you look that up and and let us but, know. But yeah, I I would agree with you. I think so because, I mean, I don't really know who was the writer of disturbing behavior. Um, it was Scott Rosenberg, um, who if uh right before this had done Con Air. Oh. Um, he had also later wrote Gone in 60 Seconds remake. Um, oh, wow. He's the writer of Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, uh, Beautiful Girls. He did an episode of the Tales from the Crypt. It was called Forever in Burgess. And had... oh! oh, that's the one with, um, um, oh, oh, we covered that one on SPM. Um Forever and oh oh that I think that was the one about the uh I think Steve Shimmy was in that one. Yep. This is a jaded has been photographer plots the demise of his younger talented protege when they go on assignment in Central America. Huh. Yeah, and it's got Steve Buscemi and Roger Daltrey. Yeah, it was actually a good episode. We were like because like apparently like Steve Buscemi was supposed to be like this hot commodity. And we're all like, does anybody actually fucking find Steve Buscemi attractive? <laughs> I don't think they find him attractive, but they like his like sense of humor, you know, or whatever. Like his his characters are always interesting and stuff. Um, I just always remember there's that line and there's a song back in the 90s called um, Hey Leonardo, She Likes Me For Me. And mm-hmm. at one point it was like, not because I'm the guy... Uh, uh, you know, I I look like the guy from Fargo. I think his name is Steve, and I I was like Steve Buscemi, like, like they're oh, you know. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Like Steve Buscemi, like the guy from Fargo. His name is Steve, and I'm like, Steve Buscemi's the only one guy in there that named Steve, and I'm like, hmm, do they do, why does this guy think that people think he's attractive? Maybe people do. I don't know. Well, um, I have the uh, budgets, guys. Okay. Um, both were made for fifteen million. Wow. Opening weekend for disturbing behavior, they made seven million. Um, opening weekend for the faculty, they made eleven point six million. Um, the faculty went on to gross over forty million um, worldwide, and disturbing behavior only seventeen. Oof. Yeah, so I believe this would be considered a flop, right? That would if if it's seventeen and it was what fifteen was the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 
You that only made $2 million, that means. You That's know. probably because they paid most of their cast with that. Like, because this was pretty low, like, effects, in my opinion. Like, right. Yeah. From what I've understood, if the movie is double, like, makes double the budget, it's a hit, you know, or yeah. whatever. It does well. It's, you know, it's what they want, you know. Obviously, well, I mean, nowadays people want, uh, if you make a $15 million movie, they want you to make $100 million in the box office, you know, which is well, ridiculous. I, I remember they put the faculty back into theaters. It was one of those films. Um, I remember, like, they had a commercial or, like, a trailer on TV. They're like, it's so good, it's back in theaters. Like, they took it out and then put it back in. Um, and I think they did that with Scream 2 as well. Like, it, I just remember that, like, vividly back in that day, that time frame, you know? You could watch it again. Yeah, like, if they put it back in theaters, like, after it had already, like, expired. <laughs> I don't even know if I saw Scream 2 in the theaters, which... Oh, it's my favorite movie theater experience ever. Really? I Scream 3 in the theaters. I was too. I'm kind of sad if I didn't, because, like... Going to the theater and watching a movie about people going into the theater and watching a movie in the first, you know, five, ten uh, minutes. It was amazing. Like, I, I get chills thinking about that experience. I was 10. <laughs> you were 10? Oh, was my 10. goodness. Uh, yeah, I would. No, I'm, I'm. God, you say you feel old. Now I feel old. You were, yeah. if you were 10, then I was freaking, uh, uh, I was, uh, it was 98, right? So I was 16. Uh, 97 actually so I think 97 so I was 15 so that's probably wow. why I didn't go to the theater to watch it because nobody I remember my parents take me to that shit opening night I remember I did watch the first Scream in a hotel room yeah <laughs> no no I watched Scream 2 in the hotel room that's right oh no 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 so no, no, no. <laughs> no because I saw Scream 1 in VHS you know, on VHS, and I loved it, and it got me back into horror, and I was like, oh my god, this is so great. Because for a while, for a few years, I was hating horror. Like, I had no interest in it um, whatsoever. Uh, and that was about the time, like, they were making crap, like Vampire in Brooklyn um, and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't talk shit about Wes Craven. <laughs> hey, look, he he destroyed horror and then brought it back. So good for him. No, he did not. Yes, because '94 was the year that almost died. '95, I mean, whatever the what year you, that was. He had a lot of great hits in the '90s. Look at fucking people under the stairs. People and, under shocker nightmare. Shocker. Shock. Shocker um, was '80s, wasn't it? I believe it was like yeah. I thought it was '90s. I thought Shocker's it was '90s. Shocker is a fucking masterpiece. And never uh. talk about it. <laughs> like, how dare you? How dare <laughs> I? Shocker okay, it was shocker. 80s. 89. So it was very close to 90, but it was 89. Yeah, either way, Shocker is a fucking masterpiece. You have fucking uh, people under the stairs. You also have Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And you have fucking Scream. Like, those are three Serpent amazing... Rainbow. I don't remember what year Serpent and Rainbow, but that's another good one. That was 80, like, 8 or 87? Like, okay. it was like... Super so, no, he did not kill 
the fucking horror genre with a uh, fucking vampire in Brooklyn. Calm down, Jonathan. <laughs> I like vampire in Brooklyn. I like it too. Many, many, you many. guys are ridiculous. I don't know. Like it's, it's been a long time, but I remember enjoying it. I had that also recorded off sci-fi channel. <laughs> Man, the sci-fi just had everything, didn't it? Do you, I mean, do you I still record off of sci-fi? <laughs> Is your DVR permanently set to the CVR? I can't even talk. The sci-fi yeah. channel. Was <laughs> back in the day before DVRs, I would set my VCR to record whatever in the middle of the night, whatever movie. How many VCRs do you own, Maddie? <laughs> I mean, three right now. Three. <laughs> in, in your lifetime, 20, maybe? I still have, like, one of my original VCRs from when I had when I was young, and it still works. Nice. I think I we got to... rid of all our VCRs. I don't know why. Uh, I love my VCRs. And I just got a VCR tube TV combo, and it's <laughs> all these indie movies are making them back to VCR uh, VHS and I'm like holy crap you know making me want, want to think maybe I should go out and get another VCR I mean they cost like um, nothing at the freaking Goodwill you know? I had Disturbing Behavior on VHS yeah like I said I think I copied it from VHS to VHS and then With I got the DVD VCRs yeah v- VCR to VCR yeah, <laughs> my grandparents used to do that too. Like, what called VHS to VHS? No, they would rent movies um, on VHS, and then they would record, and then they would record like three movies on one VHS tape. Like they'd just get blank ones, so then we could just rewatch them all. They had a whole library of them. There was like over three thousand, um, yeah. but like with like three movies on one. And um, yeah, that's totally illegal. But uh, <laughs> I mean, the, 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 like, and I just remember they had this whole thing where um, they're like, all right, this is taking up too much space finally after like so many years of, you know, pirating shit um, <laughs> from the video stores. Um, so they laid out all of the VHSs on the floor of their house throughout the whole entire house. And then we all picked numbers. And you would get a go around picking which movie um, you wanted to get three picks at a time. And like, they were all like alphabetized. It's like Secret Santa. It was fucking dope. Like, um, yeah, there was like over 3,000 of them. And there was like 10 of us that, you know, just took home stacks of VHS tapes. I still have a couple of them. But yeah, it was just like, I mean, like, I know it's highly illegal and whatnot, but like, this was like a long time ago. I remember the, the first movies I went for was I got Waxwork. Nice. Drop Dead Fred. Classic. And what was the other one? What was the third one? What was the third one? It wasn't Scream because, like, that was. Uh, oh, no. What was it? Hang on. God, I want to say it was probably like Pretty Woman or something stupid like that. Yeah. Pretty Woman. No, it was Ghost because Ghost is one of my favorite movies of all time. So it was Ghost. Yeah. There the you go. Max and Drop Dead Fred. That was me as a child. <laughs> If we if we had to describe you when you were young, you know, those two movies would probably come to your mind, right? Drop Dead Fred, definitely. Like that's my humor through and through. You know, um God, what was mine when I was young? Ghostbusters and Karate Kid were probably me, if you would describe me or whatever as a kid. 
So were you like those little kids like playing karate in your basement by yourself? No, I I took karate, you know, when I was a kid. Because like my parents wanted me to do some kind of sport, you know? And uh, so me and my friend decided we were going to do soccer. And instead of playing soccer, we just talked while everybody else played soccer around us. And so my parents were like, that's not going to work. You need to find you something else. And so they were like, so one day I was like, I like the karate kid. I want to do karate. And I'm like, all right. So I did karate for like how many years? Like 10 years? Something like that. So. Maddie, what would be your movies as a kid? I mean, I to don't describe know. You. <laughs> like, how how young are we talking? Like nine. Yeah. Nine? <laughs> well, I mean, the Toxic Avenger is my favorite movie. I never remember running that from the video store, but I think it was older than nine. I fucking love the Brave Little Toaster, though. <laughs> Brave Little Toaster was my shit, and uh, is that uh, the movie you watch like over and over again? I, you know, I don't even own it now, but I've been really wanting to rewatch it. I really need to get a copy. You should get it on Blu-ray. I think it's probably on, it's, maybe it's on Blu-ray. Uh, I don't know. Who? I, who I did, that that wasn't Disney, right? Yeah. Is that a '90s movie? Uh, it might be. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> Who Is did it that? About a brave little toaster. You never seen that um movie? No. Like uh, I'm fucking weird. I never got like fully into cartoons besides like Rugrats, like and yeah. like Gargoyles was my shit. But um Gargoyles. Was gar like I would pretend to be like a statue like when the sun comes like um all right anyways. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it was Disney, holy shit! So it might, it might be on Blu-ray. I don't know. It's eighty-seven that it came 80s. out. Yeah, late eighties. Also, Karen Elm Street. My parents bought me that for uh, Easter one year because I was always watching it on TV. They bought me for Easter. I might have been like ten or eleven or. Something. Isn't it awesome that like parents, like I, I don't have any kids, but if I did, I'd, I'd, I'd you know, I'd do the same thing you just said. Where I'd yeah. buy them something that if they kept watching it over and over again, yeah. they'd be like, "Why don't you own it?" You know, um, so you know, probably have to... Sci-Fi Channel, but what? Probably Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> probably DVR'd it from the side. I actually, when you were telling us that, I I started thinking the Sci-Fi Channel saved my life. Um, and it was because. I was having a really shitty day at work. I was almost like, it's almost like done with life. Like it was that like low of a, of a time for me at that point. And I was like, well, you know, sci-fi channel always makes me cheer up. I wonder what's on. And it was, um, beast of Bray road by the asylum. And that movie cheered me up and made me go, Oh my God, I, I love life again. And, uh, so Lee Scott, thank you for uh, the director of that and everything, the Asylum. Yeah, shout out to Sci-Fi for playing the fucking Leprechaun Marathons on St. Patty's Day. Yeah. I I don't sort of like where they've gone now, like where it's like the wrestling channel and shit like that. Like, I'm like... I Yeah, I don't even have cable anymore, so I don't know. But Sharknado is the greatest franchise of all time, so thank you. That's true. <laughs> you would. <laughs> you love your Sharknado. I do love Sharknado. I, I remember 
I was interviewing the writer of Sharknado, Thunder, you know, and uh, uh, like right after the premiere, right, you know, like the day after, and he was going on Good Morning America and then coming on my show, and I thought that's pretty epic, you know. And then I'm in the I'm in the grocery store buying stuff, and I hear this like this lady, this old lady chatting with the cashier in front of me, going. Movie Sharknado that just came out. I'm like, oh my god, really? Like people are talking about the movie, you know? Like it was such a surreal experience, you know. Um, Lacey, are you a fan of the uh, Sharknado series? Um, um, I oh no, I've never seen one. You've never seen any of them. So I can't say yes and I can't say no. So Maddie can't hate me. I don't hate you. I sound like you're not watching him. You're afraid I'll hate you. <laughs> That's why she's not going to watch it because she's afraid she'll hate it. And then she'll be like, oh, no, no, me and Maddie can't be friends. No, mm. me and Maddie will be friends. I know. Okay. And and Maddie doesn't care, you know. No, I, I uh, totally get why someone would or wouldn't like the franchise. <laughs> um, it's an acquired taste. I mean, no, like if you if you look at my fucking page, like I watch like the stupidest shit all the fucking time. Like, I mean, come Christmas, I watch nothing but horrible Christmas Hallmark TV fucking movies. Oh like, yeah, you always do, and I even watch some of the same ones. So I was like, Jesus, what are you doing? I've been in one of those. What? Which yeah, one? when I was living out in LA, uh, my uh, uh, roommate. Uh, was best friends with the uh, with the lifetime um, production coordinator, you know, um, for like a specific lifetime. I don't know if you realize this or not, but lifetime has different production companies that they just, you know, do a bunch of different stuff for. And uh, the guy, this guy, Chris, um, you know, contacts my uh, uh, roommate and asks us to be in a couple of them, a couple of those movies one was called like a lethal something lethal love letter i was terrible it was it was my least favorite of them all but uh i got to i got to be in the same scene with um seth green's wife so that was pretty cool um and then uh i worked on another one uh and i just watched that one for the first time uh and then i was in and then my roommate stopped doing these because it wasn't they weren't paying enough for her to like take off time from just wanting to do other stuff, you know? And I was like, you know, I want to, I want to hang out on a set. So I did, there was a Christmas one called, uh, uh, welcome to the Christmas family reunion. I think is what it ended up being called. Um, and it was basically, uh, it was in the movie. Yeah. I'm the bartender. You know, so I have like one like glimpse of myself. Don't just send it to me so I can watch it this Christmas. Okay, uh, I don't know where I can find it. Like, cause it was. Oh, I'll fucking find it. Okay, uh, I'll I'll send you the <laughs> link me, to it. Give me the name of it. I'll fucking find it. And when and you find, let me know so I can I, watch it. I will. We'll have to come back and do a very <laughs> Christmas special. <laughs> that is such it, a terrible. I absolutely adore it. It was the, it was the, it was, I, I'll say this and uh, I won't say the name of the person, but I'll tell you guys later after. But there was a person in that crew 
that is a famous actor um and they were very rude on the set of that movie uh because the extras were originally we were all because i was an extra you know as a bartender or whatever we were all supposed to be outside and this is like in january and even though it's january in um you know uh la still pretty cold so we were like outside and so they said oh come on inside you know you could be in here and we were and we weren't that loud we were you know and i was even talking you know and this one this person came out and like yelled at us you know it was like Shh, you know be quiet you know right and then the, the ad came up and the person was like you know don't you you know can't you hear them you know blah 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 and they're like no like we have like we can't hear them in there like well can you tell them to stop being so you know all right and i was like oh my god so then i had a scene with that person and that scared the crap out of me because i'm like a i never knew how to bartend like i never bartended before so what I'm year like, was this uh 2021 Oh, so this was recent. All right, so yeah. I'm looking at a Denise Richards movie called A Christmas Reunion, so that's not it. No, it's a, uh, it's called Welcome to the Christmas Family Reunion. That title, though. To the because the the family is named Christmas. Oh, I gotta use a bathroom, so I'm sure we'll continue talking about. This okay, time. yeah, it's Welcome to the Christmas Family Reunion. Like if you look it up on IMDb, it says like a famous pop star hires an elegant designer to plan a large family reunion. That, and I okay. think I'm even in the listed in the cast of this. Uh, uh, if you look it up on IMDb, I did not add myself. They apparently added me to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can watch this on Voodoo or Amazon prime. Um, are you talking about a certain um, pageant person? Um, I don't know what that means. Um, I'm talking about somebody who's been in a very big horror film in the, uh, you know what? She'll never hear this and I'll never, I'll, Is it you know, Vanessa Williams? yes, it was Vanessa Williams. <laughs> and I, it's just like, she just was just, I guess she just got mad at us for, for being loud. But after that, I was terrified of her. Um, like I had a moment where uh, I was I was sitting there doing my job, in this, uh, um, and she was sort of, you know, talking to me or whatever. But like before beforehand, and she was like, "Don't hand it to me like that." He handed it to me, you know, right? I'm like, oh "God, okay." So, like, you know, and I'm like terrified of her already from her yelling at everybody that just made me a little nervous just being there but you know the other girl that's in it uh one of the other girls that's in it uh was very sweet um and uh she actually asked me what my name was and i thought she meant like my actual name and she was like no no what what is your character name you know i was like what do you want to be called and i was like uh mark you know so I marked a bartender, but they just called me caterer in the credits here. Caterer. I don't even know if I'm in the credits. Listed. You missed the announcement of the rude person, Maddie. Ah, oh, 
Well, I thought that was going to be announced later. Uh, yeah, originally I was going to, then I was like, fuck it, whatever. She's never going like, to listen to this. She's never going to listen to this show. And even if, I mean, what, I'm never going to be able to work with Vanessa Williams. Oh my God, how terrible. Oh, Vanessa Williams. Yeah, from <laughs> Candyman. Maddie, your face was epic. Vanessa Williams. <laughs> I was expecting, like, no offense to Vanessa Williams, you know. You were expecting somebody bigger? Well, it's not even like the Vanessa Williams, like it's the other Vanessa Williams. It's the other Vanessa Williams. Uh, but interestingly enough, if I even knew who <laughs> she was, because I didn't, you know, I would have said, uh, I loved you in Melrose Place, which right, I don't know if that would have been a great thing to say or not, because she did get fired from that show. <laughs> oh, okay. So I don't know if she would have been okay with, you know, me going, I love Jim, you know, Melrose Place, because then she might have been like, don't you know I was fired? You know, and like I was like, because she was sort of let go from that because it, I, I, it was weird. It was like, they let go like, a bunch of people after that first season, though. Yeah. They, well, they let go the one girl who ended up Sandy, uh, murdering yeah. somebody, you know, or the one from Crybaby. Yeah. The, the drunk driver. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, the, I think Kristen uh, Davis in that show. Who? Kristen Davis. Yeah. Yeah, in the later seasons. Yeah. Yeah, she was in the later seasons. I actually watched it right before I was moving to LA. Right, kind of perfect like thing. And then my life actually became like Melrose Place while I was living in LA, and I was not liking that. You know, like it, it's fun to watch, but when you're like a part of it, you're like that. You know. You should watch uh, L.A. Complex. Like That's actually like- what also got me into wanting to move to L.A. was L.A. Complex. So, yeah, because I'm a huge Degrassi fan. So, same, um, same. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, I think I feel like you and I are very like we're there's some things maybe I know differently than you do. But like we seem to be on the same page on. Stuff. I'm very pop culturally aware. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I've watched a lot of shit. I have like. I, I don't know. Like, I watch a lot like, of shit. And, and it does seem to stick in your brain. Like, you know, all these things. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, everybody could think I'm Googling, but I'm not. I just have this ridiculous amount of knowledge that was stored just for this moment. Right. So, just for this moment. <laughs> just for this I don't moment. have any of that knowledge. No. <laughs> your knowledge is sharp. Hey, you, okay. you have different knowledge. Like, exactly. all right. Shark Maddie movies. Hit- Maddie picked a fucking movie. Like we had our um so bad it's good episode. <laughs> oh god. Like <laughs> I would have never what the fuck was the name of that movie? Fungicide. Fungicide? Fungicide. I love fungicide. I, I oh. didn't I know, right? But I love that fucking movie. I would have never ever heard of that movie or ever watched that movie. And like I remember just being on the show, like, aside from Rebecca, every other girl on the show was like, who picked this? Harley <laughs> still hates me, I think, for that, so. <laughs> like, it was, like, oh, it was the last one that I watched, too, because, like, they're all, like, because November's listener's choice, so, like, I give out the topic of whatever it is, and then listeners get to put in their picks or whatever, um, and then we Maddie picked bunch of side. Yes, that makes sense. I'm pretty sure it was the first one eliminated. 
Um, because it's during the pillow fight segment. <laughs> um, but we actually had two SOV movies, and that's not something like I was extremely like familiar with. So it did open me up to, you know, learn more about that type of film. So I so it was cool, you know? Well, uh, indie indie film cafe, the the main podcast I do, we do a lot of that stuff. So uh second season we did fungicide. First season we had done suburban Sasquatch. Which uh my which my my former roommate Jackie, uh when I first described or said the name suburban Sasquatch, she was like a Sasquatch in a suburban. You know, I was like that would have been an interesting. I, I think that was one of the movies that somebody else had named for so bad it's good, but like I put them all on a wheel and we can only do so many. So yeah. the wheel chose fungicide. Fungicide. I call it fungicide. I don't know. I'm probably saying it fucking wrong. Uh, I've been saying it wrong. And it's one of my favorite movies. So. <laughs> I, I don't know. I only say it the way that Paul says it. Uh, my co-host. He calls it fungicide. I don't know if that is the way you're supposed to say it. If it's fungicide. I don't know. Fungi. I've never called it fungi. Yeah. So I, I just I called it like that because. For mispronouncing shit. So don't take my lead on anything. Um, I did get to work with uh, Dave Wascovich on uh, 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 writing his movie Adventures of the Haunted Hunted, which I think you can watch on uh, Tubi. But I, I think I contributed maybe two jokes in there. And I don't even – they had so many people writing, and uh, it kind of – kind of got lost in the in the mix of everything. And I don't even – I rewatched it, and I don't even know what jokes were mine. You know, so I'm like, like if they made it in, great. But I did get credit, which I thought was pretty cool. I did not expect credit for two jokes, you know. Um, there you but, go. Yeah, so I've got a credit for it. Um, it's a it it it's too serious of a of a movie that it's not nearly as fun as like suburban Sasquatch and fungicide because it's you know whatever. Um, but yeah, fungicide is. Hilarious, yeah. Have card game and a mushroom statue and the DVD. Was that Lacey? I don't remember now. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. No, no, it's oh, fine. No, no, I, I talk too much. I talk a lot. Um, <laughs> it, it's yeah. funny that we haven't really talked about the movie that we're reviewing. Not and, at all. <laughs> not at all. Really, we we went off so bad, but. <laughs> question for you guys about disturbing behavior okay now all right so we all knew katie holmes as like the wholesome girl next door down the creek right do you think just giving her a cigarette some black eyeliner and a nose ring automatically made her seem like a bad girl what, what about I you madam oh you're with dawson's creek and whatnot but no not really <laughs> like it just it, she, i don't feel like she fit the image right oh uh... Not really. Um, but I think that's half the fun of it now, though. Yeah, I, and it's weird to think, like, you know, because you see her in this, then later teaching Mrs. Tingle, and she's still like the good girl and teaching. I mean, she's even goodier, and uh, in teaching Mrs. Tingle, where here it just seemed like, um, I I don't know, like they were trying so hard with her giving her like her own language saying razor and and stuff like that or you know um i think she said another word like 
the guy was like, you know, Chuck was like, what are you doing? And she was like, chasing. I'm like, what the fuck's that mean? No, the dialogue in this script, like, I never really, like, because you don't really pick up on things sometimes, like, as you're watching it until, like, you're prepping for a podcast for it. Like, um, I, I, I had to write some of these down, if, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So when Chuck's hitting on Katie Holmes outside and then he goes into the grocery store mm-hmm. and just, like checking out her ass because she's just like leaning up against the truck or the car or whatever it is. And like he gets all horny and that's what sends him into the rage mode, right? Because <laughs> like it off like whatever these rats are doing is like making them sexually repressed, right? And he just starts wailing on that fucking dude, like beating the fuck out of him with the beanie on. And like it cuts back to the guy in the beanie, and the guy in the beanie goes like he's just like bleeding, like downstairs. He goes, "Fuck, you blew all my shit up!" Like I've never heard that terminology ever. <laughs> like I had to like rewind it, and put subtitles on because like I was like, "I've never that either." Fuck, you blew all my shit up, and then he just starts attacking him again, and it's amazing. Um, Nick Stahl had some really bad lines. Um, uh, after he yeah. became, uh, Gavin, um, after he, after they turned him into a blue ribbon, like, uh, Oh God. When- yeah. He, I, I really didn't like him after that because it just, I feel like they had him from maybe five, 10 minutes on there. And then he just kind of disappears, you know, like yeah. it, it really didn't become about him anymore. And I kind of hated that part, you know, like, and and I understand it's set up because like everybody else, you know, ended up falling off the cliff except for him, you know. So he's the one later <laughs> at the end that's taking yeah. over or whatever. But like, it's oh my goodness, it was I don't know. It, it, it he was terrible. You're right. His lines made zero fucking sense. So like, they come outside like, and all the blue ribbons are lined up outside of James Marston's house, right? Mm-hmm. So- house and um he fucking goes may i have this dance like because he used to like call him stevie boy and like now he's like it's like they're trying to give him like really bad 1950s dialogue or something and it just doesn't work <laughs> you know mm. and then cut to like a, a minute or two later like this makes zero sense but he just starts going ice ice baby like what ice ice baby like what like like the dialogue is so bad i'm telling you and then like at the end (laughs) at the end um when they're having that epic when the big bad is fighting cyclops on the cliff um like and he was just he like quotes his daughter or whatever because he knew the poem and like he's like not even offended by what he just said he goes yeah, that one didn't work out. She wasn't that bright to begin with. That's your fucking daughter, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know. Well, I think to me that that worked for the movie because he his character was such an asshole, yeah. you know, the whole time. You know, um, I actually like that guy, that Bruce Greenwood, I think is his name. Um, I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff, and he's always really good. You know, um, so I. I, I adored him in it, but it was it was interesting. Like just the idea that they would take like the worst sort of like the people have potential is what they kind of said. 
like uh, Gavin Strick was a C plus student who had A plus potential, you know, right. or whatever. And he was Why C didn't plus. Why they albino though? Oh, they didn't take him because he was dumb. He was dumb as a rock, you know. <laughs> um, his character was more like the daughter, you know. And I think about that time, Coltacott, the whatever, had realized, I guess, if you're not that smart, you know, or whatever, you don't, you're not that bright like his daughter, you know. Oh, that's uh, a good point. You're not going to work out. So they didn't take the people that were sort of the complete losers, you know, they were just taking the, the people that were utilizing their potential. Yeah. And so, like, the first group of people were like Dickie, not Dickie, because Dickie was later. Uh, what was the, what was the main guy's name? Um, they were, they're all like really weird names. Um, because they sounded very much like cart comic like archie kind of names um andy so andy uh was andy uh there's um let's see chug um trent <laughs> and uh robbie those are all like friends of gavin's back in the day remember like he pointed that out said this was them back before they, you know, uh, became Blue Ribbons. Oh, yeah. And then there was Dickie, too. But Dickie, Dickie later, and Dickie was like the carburetor guy or whatever. And that teacher was such an asshole, by the way. You know, that teacher that was like, um, he must have fell on the wrong side of the carburetor today. And I'm like, what a dick. Like, who teaches class like that like who is who treats their students like they're you know like that or whatever like i would have i would have uh came back as the uh student and beat the crap out of the teacher you know but i don't know um you know what i'm talking about right yeah okay yeah so um uh when uh before he turns into the blue room before they turn him in Right. And um by the way, AJ Buckley and Derek Hamilton um were both interestingly in a movie that I watched years ago. Um <clears throat> called uh I believe it's called Extreme Days. Um and they were both in it. Um yeah. So Extreme Days. You know who it also stars? Rufio. From oh, Hook. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it was this uh Rufio. Um yeah, it was like it was a Christian uh what is it? Uh, extreme sports movie. Which sounds really weird, but movie. What? Oh, Christian extreme sports movie? <laughs> I'm sold. Did you watch? If you haven't seen it, you should. I own it now. I like probably I, should. It is ridiculously fun. Like it is so. It it all the music is like DC talk and like audio oh. adrenaline and all that stuff. And then it's like, you know, it's a it's a but it's a fun little like actual movie about doing like uh, extreme sports or whatever, you know. Um, and it's like I think it's even a road movie. You know, like hits the road and stuff. So, 
anyway, it was a, it was, <laughs> uh, but those both, both of those guys were in that. And then, uh, so with, uh, AJ Buckley was the guy who played Chug and Derek Hamilton was the guy who played, I think Trent was his name. Hmm. And it, he didn't have much, much to do in this and, and disturbing behavior, but he, he was in another sports comedy, uh, you know, sort of done with the uh, snowboarding, which was out cold. You guys ever seen that movie? Oh, with uh, one of the London brothers. Yeah, with the uh, um, J- uh, I think Jason London, Jason London, and uh, he's got one of my favorite lines in all of Out Cold. There's a great line where the guy's like, you know, um, uh, I'm not gay, and the guy goes, look. You know, uh, if you, it's okay, we know you're gay. If you weren't gay, you'd be a pretty weird guy. <laughs> you're accepting him. I just thought it was funny. It was, it was, it was a funny movie. If you guys, uh, have you seen that, uh, Madeline? No, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's great. I love those kind of, I love sports movies, but I love extreme sports movies too and snowboarding and all that stuff. I suck at snowboarding, but. Still like watching movies, yeah. you know. Anytime anybody says extreme, all I think about is Harold and Kimor. Extreme. Extreme. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> uh I, I I get that. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Uh I need to I need to rewatch uh I don't think I own it on Blu-ray, which is weird. I own it on DVD. I really, I, I wasn't a fan of the sequel, but I really liked the Christmas one too. The Christmas one's my favorite of them. I yeah. watch it every every it's December. So good, right? <laughs> I I own that one on Blu-ray. I don't own the first one or the second. I, I had it. Um, I used to have a 3D TV, so I have like the 3D DVD of it. Oh, yeah, nice. I always watch it in 3D because I have a 3D TV that I treasure forever. It, I don't have a 3D TV, so now I'm really jealous of both of you guys. I should have taken it in the divorce. Yeah, you should have. Well, I just wanted the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, you weren't going to argue over a 3D TV, were you? No, but now I wish I would have fucking taken it. <laughs> what else? Uh, Probably yeah. sold it or broke it, whatever. Um. What do you like about discerned behavior, Maddie? It's just, it's a good, like, mystery kind of, you know, suspense movie. I, I think um, I like the plot. I like the idea, I like the mind control and things and kind of how everything unravels. Uh, you know, it's not a perfect movie, but it's a good, I think it's a decent watch. Uh, do you think it embodies the 90s well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it does. Like the music for sure. Yeah. Oh, what's that one song? Is that one there? Uh, in the insane asylum or something. Paranoia, paranoia. Yeah. That one. The but flagpole sitter. Oh, yeah, this is so nineties. It it gets so stuck in my head every time I watch this fucking movie. Like I was literally like cooking. I was making eggs for dinner. Don't ask. Um, I was making eggs for dinner because it was sick. <laughs> and um. I was literally in the kitchen going, paranoia, paranoia, but I'm not scared. And then my puppy would go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it. I, uh, I have a, uh, like a stuffed animal called My Pet Monster um, that I've had since I was like a kid. And I did a video 
years ago, like 2001 or two or whatever, uh, where I did a video where I was taking my pet monster out, you know, doing stuff with him. You know, we went to the park, we we oh, went yeah. down slide and I had that whole song on there, like, you know, nice. and it was like, and at one point. I was holding up my pet monster to the uh, to a point where it's I'm not sick, but I'm not well. <laughs> and I was just like, that's just perfect. Like it kind of describes me to a T. <laughs> like you're hanging out with a stuffed animal all day. Oh I I don't know. Oh well, there you go. You know, whenever we meet, I gotta bring my pet monster and uh and Bruno's gotta meet each other. That's his name, right, Bruno? Brutus, Brutus, right? Brutus, Brutus. Brutus Everyone. tagged me in a post today. <laughs> oh, boy. Brutus wants me to watch The Believers ASAP. And it was funny how I uh, what Dan said, oh, no one's going to pick The Believers. It's a great movie. It inspired me a lot. I was like, well, actually, you're wrong, Dan. <laughs> and it's weird. It was even listed on that uh, spot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love nostalgic shit like that. And like I always I always like the people that, you know, choose not just the mainstream basic nightmare Friday shit. Like I really wanted to choose poltergeist, like I think I should have, but I just watched the other ones a lot more. So I just kind of went with the ones that like comfortability was. Um, but yeah, no, I'm gonna definitely check out the believers. You said it Martin Sheen? Yeah. And uh what Jimmy Smith and I was trying to think. There's another movie. I think it was in the 2000s called like Believe or something. Oh, God, yeah, I know the director of that. He was my teacher in film school, Robert Tanell. Really? What school did you go to, Maddie? I'm on VHS DVD. I just remember having like a really cool VHS like cover, like lenticular cover art or something. And so, Bob hates that movie. So I think I asked him to autograph it. Wait, <laughs> he hates it. So you asked him to autograph it because he hates it's it. My teacher. I mean, that's just right. Oh, he also produced Surf Nazis Must Die. He also produced it. Yeah, he produced Surf Nazis Must Die. Nice. Well, I mean, somebody's got it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's a totally different movie. It's like about a cult and stuff. Oh, and he directed a movie called Frankenstein and Me. Yeah, which I actually have a copy of and don't watch that and wait for my friend to watch it. Well, that's really cool. I'm I'm happy you got to work with you that you got to get taught by somebody who's actually gone and made, you know, stuff like, you know, hear a lot of people who you know, if you can't do, teach, you know, and I think for film, it should be if you do, you teach. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, is there anything else? Did we miss anything? Um, I had two more quotes, if you guys don't mind. <laughs> don't mind. Uh, uh, so, like, it's at the very end, and, like, Katie Holmes is obviously, like, somehow she's, like, drugged and out of the loop, but she's able to manage to save Cyclops and um, anyways when he gets after all the kids go off the bridge which this movie's kind of sad right it's kind of sad when you really think about it because all these kids they didn't turn this way because they wanted to be that way like they were forced to be that way 
I, I'll say this real quick, and then I'll let you get to your 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 point with that. But my my big thing with that was because for the longest time, I probably did feel like, oh man, that sucks that they whatever. But there was one point where he uh, where Cyclops comes up to uh, the rat catcher guy, uh, janitor guy, and says, um, you know, uh, maybe they can maybe they can be uh, helped, right? And they mm-hmm. and he said he actually says there's no helping them, which I don't know if that's true or not, you know, but like I would sort of imagine it'd be tougher to get them help, you know, to get after- them out of their like it just feels like it's kind of like a hypnosis thing. Like it's more than that though. It's like literally brainwashing. It's changing somebody's brain and and okay, changing their brainwash them back to be normal. Like I mean, it's like a clockwork orange, like you said. You know, right? Like... They did brain. They did brainwash him back to normal. You know, or whatever. I think because at the end he is, doesn't have those ticks. So maybe they could have, but who would have done it? You know, well, they could have figured somebody if if this fucking idiot could figure out how to do it with rats, then like I'm pretty sure somebody out there more scientifically could figure out how to reverse it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but like you would have to get those guys to agree to be brainwashed back, and then well, no, like these people didn't. They didn't agree to be brainwashed in the first place. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you. And but... I mean, they were. Violent under a certain situation. Yeah, but would they? Would they? They think they're fine. Do you think that if they knew that they were going to dive off a bridge and or dive off a cliff and die because they chased a stupid speaker, they would choose otherwise? (laughs) May well, they would choose otherwise, and then they would try to choose to go about their life the way that they were as blue ribbons. They liked who they were as people, you know. Well, I think they liked who they were before that, too, though. And, like, clearly, right. like, they're all just, like, it's like when that blonde bitch goes to Cyclops's house and takes her titty out and, like, starts smashing her head up against the mirror. Like, clearly, like, the, it's a very flawed system. So, and it's like, you could see glimpses of who they were. I think it'd be pretty easy to get them out of it. To snap them out of it? Maybe. I don't know. But, like, I actually do agree, but. You know, for the sake of the movie, of course, they're just like, oh, there's, you know, whatever. They're terrible people. They're terrible people. Let's just kill them. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Well, because nobody um, was there to tell Nick Stahl, Gavin, you know, like, I mean, I don't know why he wasn't there at the cliff. Um, and then he just I moved think, on to the next city. But I think it, I think it would be interesting to see a sequel now because he survived and so did all the three main characters. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see them, you know, trying to take them down like now. Oh, I'd be down with the sequel. You know? I think it would be cool. It's like nobody wants it, but I do. Well, <laughs> the only problem is like, and, and this goes back to the what you said earlier of it being like it only made two million dollars, you know, right. uh, compared to the, you know, 15 million they spent on it. Um, That just, you know. It, it would just be like uh, whatever company that put this out, I forgot who, who did it, like MGM or something, they would probably be like, yeah, it's not it's not on our high priority right now to, to make a sequel, you know. Nobody so, wanted a Half-Baked 2 with not the 
actual cast. Yeah. I say no one had Kindergarten Cop 2 or Tooth Fairy. Thank you. Yeah. See, but like, those movies made money, though, I think. Like, I think they who's made. Who's asking for. Yeah. Straight to video, fucking Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, I mean, I, I think that it would have a better shot now because it's, it is sort of become a cult movie. I think it did really well on DVD and VHS and everything that people would probably, you know, want like a direct to video or direct to streaming, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But to um, be around, let's go. How dope would it be if they like did a Black Mirror episode as like the sequel to this movie? I mean, that would be cool. That would be that would see that would fit, you know. Like I would love that, like because this feels like a Black Mirror episode, kind of for the nineties, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, no. If, if anything, that or like when they're trying to do the Twilight Zone, you know, yeah, that would be sort of similar, you know. Um, or like X Files, you know, which this yeah, felt very yeah. X Files like, you know, like just the idea of a whole town taken over by this uh, brainwashing. But I think I, it's sorry, but, interesting just how the parents are the ones who just want to brainwash their kids, and it's kind of scary at the same time. Like, yeah, that's why yeah. they had to leave the fucking town, right? Yeah, and clearly that guy wasn't the only one doing it. Like, there's he's. Like, you can't escape it. Like, just because he threw that one dude off the cliff. Exactly. Uh, well, obviously you can't escape it because freaking Nick Stahl's still out there. You know, meaning that he's probably able to brainwash other people, too. You know? Is anybody so, fucking afraid of Nick Stahl, though? Let's be fucking for real. <laughs> You're not going to be afraid of John Connor? What are you talking about? <laughs> Have you? He was also in this other movie and it had a bunch of it. It has January Jones in it and... uh God, what was his name? Uh, he fucked Stifler's mom. Why can I not think of his name? Um, oh, John William Scott. John William Scott. No, that's Stifler. He oh. fucked mom. Oh, he fucked. Oh, him. Eddie K. Thomas. Eddie K. Thomas, Nick Stahl, um, January Jones. They were both in American Wedding together. Um, who else was in this? There was a, it, the movie's called Taboo. Oh, and I remember that. It was like movie, early 2000s. It's really fucked up. Like the ending is really fucked up. There was somebody else famous in it, but I can't think of who it is at the moment. I have it on DVD. But oh God, I gotta buy that because like... It's cheesy goodness. It's cheesy goodness. Like, oh, it's- uh, Amber Benson is in it. And, yes. Um, yes. It's and so Derek... Uh, and it's got a connection to uh, disturbing behavior. Derek, Derek Hamilton, guy played Trent. And, uh, and disturbing behavior. One of the Blue Ribbons. Uh, there's two people from uh, from uh, disturbing behavior in this movie. That's funny. It's an interesting thing. See, it's I, like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I know. CW characters, WBCW characters. You can fucking yeah. do it. Uh, <laughs> but my last two quotes. Um, so he just defeats the Blue Ribbons, and uh, he gets back to the truck and. Katie Holmes is still like in a drunken stupor, but he's completely fine. But whatever. She was the one who saved him. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but she goes, what happened? And like, <laughs> he just goes, <laughs> he just looks at her and he goes, we're the only ones left. And it has like, like, this is like the typical 90s ending, right? 
And then they like kiss and like they weren't like even romantic like throughout the movie. Like he kissed her once after she saved him. But um, and then you have Albino, uh, <laughs> which is probably my favorite line of the movie. He goes, somebody cue up the power ballad, man. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was such a UV, right? Was that his name? UV? Yes. No. And like, I actually took a photo of him while I was watching the movie because I couldn't stop laughing about it. Because like when he's like peeking behind the tree, like he does absolutely nothing to help anything whatsoever. So I don't know why he's there. He <laughs> so that guy Chad Danella, uh, he was in, uh, you know, he's also in Final Destination. He plays uh, uh Devin Sawa's uh friend or whatever. Um, you know, he gets off the off the uh plane with with Devin. That's you Todd. Know, Todd, yeah, and then. You know shower uh, what he died in a shower is that yeah, yeah like that's one of the most effective horror movie deaths for me oh it's yeah. wonderful i haven't seen that movie in years but the I, eyes go, go bloodshot fucking red yeah. i never forgot that shit um, um so yeah so saw seven or was it saw, no, saw six saw six no saw, saw six Saw seven. He was in 3D. Saw 3D. Okay. They're all the fucking same. No offense to Saul. He was the he was the he was the main cop. I think in the last one with Sean Patrick Flannery. Nice. Um. So yeah. he um he was also in a so for for I do a show called um uh, Quick Review Thursday and uh, I picked a movie for me and Paul to watch and. Paul absolutely hated it. It was called um eight uh I think it was called eight days a week. Um and it was uh it starred like Carrie Russell and I forgot who the other guy was. Um but it was made by the same guy who made a hundred girls, which is basically which is basically eight days a week part two. You know, it's a different it's a similar setup. And then another movie called A Hundred Women, you know David Borizani's David Borzon or Angel from fucking No, I don't think he was in any of those. And then the other one was Jonathan Tucker. Yeah, so 100 Girls was Jonathan Tucker, I believe. And Chad Danella was in 100 Women, which was called also called Girl Fever. I'm not sure which one it is on Tubi, but it's apparently they're all on Tubi. Um, but God, Paul literally hated eight days a week so bad. Like he just he was like are you kidding me back for all the shit I made you watch and everything? I was like, no, but yes. <laughs> yeah, like that wasn't the plan, but uh, cause I actually thought I really liked the movie and then I watched it and it was creepy. Like it was a creepy movie. Uh, eight days a week. It's literally about a dude who sits on a girl's lawn until she falls in love with him. Oh yeah. That's- you know, then he sees that's all not the- creepy at all. No, it's not creepy. No, you know, and her her parents are okay with it. Apparently, like I would have called the. Usually nowadays, you call the cops on people like that. But yeah, you know, um, but yeah, it was it was weird. Um, you know, I was like, man, why did I like this movie back then? I don't know. Maybe I just didn't know any better. I don't know. But a uh. uh, hundred <laughs> girls was much better, and that was with the. It's basically. Cinderella with panties, you know, or girls 
you know, trying to find the girl's panties instead of shoe, you know. Um, Lacey, you said you saw that one, right? Which one? Hundred Girls. Yeah, a long time ago. It's like uh, it's got like huge cast of like people who went on to do big shit, like Catherine Heigl and um, was a um, was Catherine Heigl, uh, the chick from uh, I believe the chick from uh, uh, Entourage and uh, a bunch of other stuff like. Whatever. Anyway, bunch of people in that movie. So I might have to rewatch that one here soon. I think I saw it was on Tubi recently. Yeah, it's on Tubi. It's 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 okay. Hundred Women. I wanted to watch because I fell in love with Jennifer Morrison, uh, from uh, like Once Upon a Time and Grind and a bunch of other movies. And I fell and she was in How I Met Your Mother, and I just fell in love with her. And then I watched that movie and it was. She was like the worst on How I Met Your Mother, though. Ah, I take that back. She Never. Fav- that she was my favorite of his girlfriends. I was absolutely in love with her. No, yeah. no. Oh, why did you? Why did we hate her? What? Because like she's not an game. So none of them were, except for like the mother, and you find that out like. No, she wasn't even end game. Ah, yeah fucking endgame was the person beginning of the thing which was bullshit I, I personally love the ending of how i met your mother i know that's controversial and most people i never the series but i've heard a bit about it but i used to watch it but i, I absolutely adore the finale it feels more true to life than anything else like you know oh spoil it too much in case i want to finish Okay. I, we'll I I love the ending. So did you watch How I Met Your Father or whatever? I haven't seen it yet. No, with Hillary Duff. Too, but um, with Hillary Duff, uh, Casper and Wendy. Um, yeah, I. No, I I I've watched like the first two episodes of season two, but I'm only like, but I only really am watching it because of um, oh god, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Christopher. Um, he played Piz in Veronica Mars. Oh, I, I know you're talking about, but no, the bad guy and a promising young woman. Oh, I still don't know his name, but I know who you mean. Yeah, uh, I think his name Chris. Christopher Lowell. Lowell. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm looking him up right now because I don't. Other than Hillary Duff, I didn't recognize anybody else's name. So. Oh, in um, the movie that I thought, uh, Angel David Borisant, what I can never pronounce. Borianus. Yeah, it was called These Girls. Ah. Uh, David okay. Boreanaz. Boreanaz, yeah. Um, that's yeah. that's what I thought. Um, that, that the 100 Girls or whatever was about. Or, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. He, uh, uh, that, that, I swear, you guys would get a kick out of, uh, you might get a kick out of 100 Girls. That's, it's silly. Um, it's, 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 yeah, it's basically a guy trying to find, out of who's the owner of a, some panties that you know after having sex with somebody in the elevator when yeah. there's a blackout you know, <laughs> so you know but um it's uh so yeah so was those their only two quotes yeah that was it i think oh. we kind of talked about disturbing behavior tonight i think we i think we covered enough like we if you did two hours of talking about disturbing behavior i don't think you'd be able to 
don't think you'd be able to do that because i mean it's not even two hours long i know it's only an hour and 20 something minutes and it's pretty short yeah um actually there is a an uh a hundred and fifteen minute uh cut of the movie out there somewhere That'd um, be interesting. I'm just sad that like m v d didn't go looking for it or whatever they didn't they did. talk that much about their brother it was their brother who i guess told themselves or whatever Ethan Embry. yeah Ethan Embry's character just kind of is there yeah. for like glimpses, but then he like yeah. And they yeah, describe what well, should have explored that more. Yeah, well, that's like I think one main thing I wish they explored more. I think it kind of felt like Stand by Me with uh, John Cusack's character and Stand by Me. Um, yeah. It resembled that for me, anyways. I don't know. Maybe that's what they were going for. I never thought about that, but maybe that's what they were going for. I don't know because uh, it it was it was so like the, the stuff was so quick with him. You know, and didn't seem very, you know, I don't yeah. know. It, it, it didn't seem like it had a huge impact. Like, she does mention that he had a brother, you know, uh, that died um, younger or whatever uh, out of his teens, but they didn't really talk too much about it, which kind of like, why even have the brother if you're not really going to explore? Just to progress his relationship with Katie Holmes because Gavin was like a brother to her. So when he was like, I had a brother once, she goes, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It just, like, it, that's what progressed their relationship. <laughs> it would have been better if Gavin and her were actual brother and sister. You know? Yeah, that would have made something. a little more sense. Yeah. I, I don't know why they didn't do that. You know, um, but whatever. I mean, it was it's a writing choice. You know, they're like, yeah, yeah let's take these characters, kind of put them together, see what happens. You know, I don't know. It was it was uh, it was a good movie. It's you know, I'm I'm glad I own it. You know, on Blu-ray. Glad I, I like it. I like I said, I didn't really remember anything about it. So it was fun to revisit. Yeah. So you'd probably watch it again and again. <laughs> um, probably not as many many Wait, times as I would. Like Another year or so. So. Well, that's a, that's the funny thing. I was telling Lacey before the show that I actually did this movie on uh, horror film lovers uh, last oh. year, exactly last year, July fourth. Oh, wow. This will come yeah. out in like in July something or whatever, and so it'll, it's like basically a year later I do it, did it again, and uh, I mean originally I was like, oh, I've already did this, so should I do this? And I was like, fuck yeah, I mean it's a different podcast. We're gonna be talking about different stuff, and yep, yeah, we did, <laughs> we did a lot of different stuff, a lot of different stuff that had nothing to do with the movie, but um, hey, fuck, you blew my shit up. Like, <laughs> so we did talk about the movie enough. You I'm, know. Gonna, I'm gonna say that all the time now. We Are all you? have that back. This is like a '90s horror podcast pack. Yes, we have to like. I'm like, you know, we're gonna be saying it on post to each other now. <laughs> was uh, what was the other? Was some of the other stuff like Razor and uh, like I said, you're chasing. They're chasing or whatever. Chasing. I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> He was like, uh, 
you know, the, the guy, the, you know, the Chug was like, what are you guys doing? And he's like, I'm uh, chasing, but no one's buying, no one's, you know, buying. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, cause I looked that up on the subtitles, you know? And I'm yeah. like, what the hell? Is like some of the word dialogue, I felt like they were trying to make some slang, you know? And, uh, Fuck. what? Oh, I guess there was like one more aspect. Like, okay, so these kids were supposed to be like fucking smart, right? Like after they like, but clearly like not all of them are because like that dude should know that Katie Holmes would never, ever fucking go for him, period. And like he yeah. gets so mad about it. He goes, why not? Like, I just remember that being in the trailer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, it's so extra and they're like in a boiler room. It's like, what? <laughs> I mean, it just seems like they just put on jackets they weren't even any smarter yeah and like color differently are they really that much smarter i don't know they just seem like a special club no but yeah he yeah yeah they just put in the letter jackets you know and they're like oh you're blue ribbon which i don't know i guess once again that goes back to the 50s kind of thing like the aspect of it is like they sing be the ball and uh you know if you watch all the way to the end of the movie they actually have all like the quotes from all the stuff so it's like be the ball or uh-huh. you know and it almost and it has the music so it kind of feels like they're trying to like it hypnotize you or whatever brainwash you at the end of the movie and so and then the girl says that little girl says uh the the thing about the flowers and the you know um whatever and then i forgot how it ends it ends with the one girl um uh treat yourself you know that's how it ends and uh which is so weird like after the credits yeah that's after like that's during the credits you know like at the end when it's like end end of the credits after the music stuff have you know they say all the music and stuff it it does that. It's pretty cool. If you just rewatch it, check that oh. out because it'll. I think. Yeah, I don't think I ever watch it all the way through. Then. Yeah, I I do that all the time now because I watch Marvel and it's just yeah. it gets me going. Like thinking, oh, is there maybe there's something extra? You know, you never know. And so I didn't want to. I, I was like, oh, maybe nobody else will check that out. So, and I totally forgot to mention it earlier, but uh, I did it. I mentioned it. Um. But it's kind of cool. Like I think that was that worked really well. Yeah. So, you know. Talk disturbing behavior. What? We talked about disturbing behavior. We did. Oh that. Is that crazy? <laughs> we talked about the movie we we're supposed to review, but we also talked about a lot of other shit. You're welcome, Dawson's Creek fans. I know. Like people are like, why don't you start Dawson's Creek podcast? Jeez. I plan on it someday. Really? Yeah, for real. You should uh you should try to get like one of the stars from John Dawson's Creek to come on your sh- like well, come on I'm, a show and do a rewatch. I'm actually friends with um Craig Edwards who um worked on the first four seasons. Um, yeah, so, same here. Yeah. Yeah, and he's super cool. I love Craig. He does um he he's guested on a few times on my show and he always gives me tidbits of uh, some of the behind the scenes and we've asked him if he would ever do a Dawson's Creek podcast with us and he said he would so that sounds awesome then he would be perfect because he was 
I don't know how many seasons he was there for. If he was there one for through, all one through four, one through four. Okay, that kind of makes sense. But yeah, it was. <laughs> he he always like he'll pop up on my post, and I'll like post something about like a movie Katie and Holmes or something, and then he'll post like a picture of him and Katie together. You know, or whatever. Today. He did that today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what he'll do, and then he'll he'll be like me and. uh uh, me and Michelle Williams. Michelle Wait, Williams Mr. say hi, and I'll be like, "All right, thanks, Craig." <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. He loves it so fucking much. I, you know what? I love it. I love it. Like, uh, I didn't even know for the longest time that he, he had that connection. You know, until he started t saying, and I was like, "That is freaking cool, Craig. That's awesome." Like, I'm kind of jealous. You know, I, I would have loved to work on that show. You know. Even yeah, on crew, he worked on Empire Records. He did. That's right. So I talked about Empire Records, and um, he had mentioned like I guess he got to hang out, uh, you know, hang out with Liv Tyler. God damn, jealous. He was in the movie too. That's right. He was like the crazy fan of uh, yeah. Rex Manning. Yep. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, I made him once those uh. Barbie memes started coming out. This Ken is blah. And I like get, got a picture because I was watching Empire Records on Rex Manning Day. And um, I took a picture of him and put it in the Barbie meme generator. And I said, this Ken is Rex Manning's biggest fan. <laughs> he made it his profile picture. <laughs> that's so awesome. That he, uh, yeah, that, that's sweet. That's sweet of you to do that, Lizzie. That's funny. I, I love it. Like I, I you know, um, I'm always... It's so weird. If if you had told me when I was like 15 or younger that I would be like meeting people who like knew or worked on these I'm movies. Growing up, yeah. I would have told you, nah, what are you talking about? That's like, that's impossible, you know? Like, but I will tell you, I was watching Empire Records when I was a kid and my sister and her uh, best friend at the time, who unfortunately is no longer with us, um, came up and the best friend looked over and goes, I dated that guy. And she was talking about one of the guys from Guar. And because uh, and Guar lives, you know, the people who do Guar live in uh, Virginia where I live, you know, and stuff. And I was like, uh, wh like, what? Really? Like, I thought she was joking, you know, because it was funny that it was a bunch of monsters, you know. But no, I found out later. I found out that I used to hang out with Ballsack, you know, from Guar as a kid. <laughs> Did not know that. Funny as hell. But anyway, I guess, I guess, is there any other last, uh, last words on this movie? No, I think we covered it there at the end with your end credits. We I had to. Like I think the score of the movie. Oh, the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, the score score was great. Like the trying to say, like I would buy, you know, a record, whatever. You know, I just I really enjoyed the score, and I was one of the first things I noticed. You might be able to find one at Goodwill. Probably. But, you know, yeah. they have you soundtracks, said, random soundtracks, all the time at Goodwill. Really good. What? They're probably on YouTube. Probably. You could probably download all the songs, you know, which you know I I. I prefer myself to have the physical copy, but uh, but then I end up putting it on my uh, thumb drive anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> like, same. why 
like you know i, I guess it doesn't really matter Spotify, <laughs> whatever. So, well I'm... I, so next uh so we're so interestingly enough maddie i haven't talked to you about this but i think what we're gonna end up doing is um having the next two episodes uh be in september and october that way um it'll be you know more halloweeny and everything and stuff and it'll be the last two episodes of the season so and then we're gonna have to have one more season because we have to have the surgeon you know in there so um and then uh and then we're then we're done for the season so uh thank you Lacey, uh for coming on we we had a blast chatting with you um Yeah. You you seem to know a lot about '90s stuff, so we'll have to have you come back. Yeah, for sure. I'm um, just maybe we won't cover like a WB era '90s, maybe earlier '90s. Are Are you saying you don't want to get <laughs> stuck talking about the the WB oh, stuff again? I'll I'll go off all day, like as you can tell. So sorry, I kind of took over. Like, hey, this person was here, and this person fucked this person, and like. You know? <laughs> Wait, what, did I miss that part? What? No, I'm just, I'm I'm being <laughs> silly. I was just gonna say, geez, I don't remember <laughs> you have that stuff, that information. well, well, I mean, I could have went into some of that, but I just didn't. Yeah, it's probably for <laughs> the best. Um, For the best, yeah. you know what's funny? I'll tell you this real quick before we'll end. Um, when I I was in summer school, uh, at the you know at a at a, um. what is it a uh military school um I, I guess my parents wanted me to make sure i really studied or whatever i don't know whatever but uh there was a year that uh britney spears like came on the map you know and started doing stuff and i was like i want to put her in a movie someday and did not think she would actually blow up to be as big as she was and then when she started becoming as big i was like damn it there's no way i'm ever gonna be able to like put her in a movie and now <laughs> now I, I don't think i want to put her in anything right now i'm sorry you You know could probably get like Robin. um who Robin, she was a 90s singer that like doesn't do anything anymore. I don't even. I don't even She know. didn't look look her up, you'll know who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, Robin. Um, or anybody from the S Club Seven, perhaps. <laughs> Right. I don't. Yeah, S Club Seven. Oh, God, I forgot about them. I forgot Um, about that. what? I forgot about them too. Yeah. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. so, Mandy Moore and Christina um, Aguilera and. Jessica Simpson, maybe, you know, or like the people who are really are still doing shit, you know, Jessica Simpson has much. I haven't really heard from her, but I know Christina Aguilera is still out there, you know, do
gotta come on again, and I gotta come on your slumber party next. Yeah, that'd, yes. that'd be great to hear you guys on that show because oh, for yeah. the longest time I thought oh, you guys really did do stuff. Us with Carly and Rebecca, like, like fuck, we'll blow shit up. <laughs> blow your shit up. Yeah, um, oh, we should have had you on the sequels that jumped the shark episode. We just uh, we'll jump soon. Um, Anything well, that says shark, you need to have Maddie on. Well, maybe we'll do a shot on video or something. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know if the other girls would be able to sit through some of them. <laughs> well, Carly was in a shot, a shot on video movie, two shot on video movies. I, I thought it would be fun to uh, do Rebecca's filmography and Carly's filmography in our public oh, debate and pick the. Be, like, I might be biased for some of them. <laughs> well, you sort of worked with Carly, you know, get yeah. him out. Like, you haven't, I don't, have you worked with Rebecca yet? No, unfortunately. I'd like Though, I will say, like, because I got to meet Rebecca and Jessa um, at, uh, was it, uh, um, God damn it, um, Scarefest up in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, earlier last year. And I, like those two together, just a lot of energy. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, there's just so much energy. There's so much bouncing and doing stuff, and I mean, it's great. Um, but I, uh, I, I adore to, you know, I, I, I love those guys to death, and um, I, I'm glad that I, I saw Carly worked on uh, Raccoon, you know, so good for her doing that. Um, uh, that she's not just working. Working for Maddie, but she's working, you know, Brad Twig and other people, you know, she getting her stuff out there. So I love Lacey, it. do you do any acting? Mm. Um, I just I was in um I did some extra work. I was in the movie called Janie Jones. Um, and I was the lead interviewer on a documentary that filmed a couple years ago. Um called the dark side of society um it's um about um the true story behind the film society so um i um, got paid to fly out um and interview and unfortunately they put me in the film and i don't like the way that i look so i don't know how (laughs) but no it's a really good documentary it's really fucking fascinating because that movie's wild as fuck um have you guys seen Society? Is that the Brian Usna movie? Yeah. 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 So it's um yeah it's about the true story behind that and it's just really oh. fucked up shit and it was really cool to be a part of. Um, you know, I, I was so flattered that they asked me to do that and it was just really cool. I got to go out to New Mexico and awesome. yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was it was interesting. So. Uh, it ha- this hasn't happened yet, and I don't know when it will. But the uh, we we did ticks on the show, and with uh, me and Maddie, and uh, I got to chat with uh, one of the girls from ticks who's also oh, the yeah. dentist and uh, stuff. And uh, and she wants to come on my radio show and podcast and and talk uh, with another girl from ticks, you know, Sweet. one of her friends from there. So I'm like. Like, well, she was like, she asked, what do, do I want the other girl to? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, 
double the ticks. That's awesome. You know, double the chicks, double the chicks, double. Yeah. From ticks. <laughs> you know? And I, I loved it. So I like, and I, I fell in love with that movie. I need to own it on uh, Blu-ray at some point. Um, it's got a nice one from Vinegar Syndrome, but they're usually like 40 bucks or something ridiculous Jeez, online. Right. So, oh. but you know, it's, uh, It'll be fun if that happens, and I'll I'll try to get Maddie on that show. So I'll be there. <laughs> I I'll, I don't even need to really like you know. I just need to tell her when we're doing it, and then Maddie will jump on in a second. <laughs> um. So anyway, thank you guys so much. This has been awesome. It, this is a lot longer than we normally do it. Yeah. Sorry, I talk a lot. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. Um, we just yeah. just. Just uh, it's usually just me and Maddie, so we just do like an hour. So it's like yeah, we don't usually have guests. But I was like, let's get Lacey on, you know? Yeah. And anytime. Yeah, anytime. You're a welcome back. You know, oh, we'll pick that. another '90s one, probably one that I don't know, like yeah, one that's not the faculty or something like that. Um, I think I've already done that. So uh, I'm sure I, I could think of something. <laughs> Maybe um, something I'll, I'll try to I'll, I'll look. What about like Cherry Falls? Is that are we? I did that. I did that for horror film lovers, but I didn't do it for this yet. So I I own it and I love it, so I wouldn't mind. I'll I'll, I'll see if I can come up with something underground that I love. Popcorn would be a good one. Popcorn. Popcorn's early nineties. That works. That's fun, um, but I bet I could find an even more underground one. So I'll sit and think about it, and then I'll let you know when I can blow that shit up. Let's do that. <laughs> Thank you guys. That's, so much. that's gonna be that. You're gonna just say that in your normal day life now. I, I fucking like. see. They 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 got you. They got me. It was subliminal. They got you where they, they want you. That, ah. <laughs> From the movie, that was a, that was one of those songs. Yeah, no, um, I got it. Got oh, it. you got it. I was, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure, Maddie. <laughs> but it makes sense now. It makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, uh, yeah, you're you're right because I didn't actually ever put two and two together of like that line, you know. But yeah. No, definitely... I, wish, I, I wish I had got on camera now and like then just like as we fade out, I'm tying a blue ribbon in my hair. <laughs> Are you for real? That no, so no, that would be awesome though. No. It would be. It would have been, yeah. Maybe next time you see me, I'll have a blue ribbon in my hair. Oh God, we'd be worried about you. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna start talking different and be like, you know, I'll be like, uh, I it's baby. When people say treat yourself, you go indeed. Oh, <laughs> go forward. Is that isn't that what he writes on the chalkboard at the end? Go go forward. forward yeah. But, uh, oh my god it, oh maybe they put i always want like maybe go forward meant to go forward to the end of the ep, end of the credits maybe, huh. uh, maybe but i don't know i think so maybe they got you jonathan maybe because <laughs> i never went to the end of the credits <laughs> you didn't do that so subliminally you did not maybe there was a lot more subliminal messages in this movie um find out it, it, maybe deserve behaviors more deeper than we gave it credit for <laughs> <laughs> so deep we didn't even uh we didn't we didn't fall in you know to the whole 
No, um, apparently it didn't do deep enough to make people go see it at the theater either. So <laughs> I don't even remember if I saw it in the theater. I do remember seeing Teaching Mrs. Tingle in the theater. Um, I remember seeing Can't Hardly Wait in the theater. Uh, I don't remember seeing this in the theater. I think I waited till be you know to VHS to watch it. You know, um, so I don't know. Sadly, I wish I had. I wish I gave money to this movie. You know, it's one of those things where I'm kind of sad now. Yeah, um, especially knowing that it didn't do very well. It should have, but it's it's more of a cult movie. It's more of yeah. a you know, yeah. and that's know. why if you're right, if they ever do make a sequel, it should be direct to video, direct to streaming. You shouldn't go to the theaters unless it's made for like three million or something. You know, but. I don't know with that cast. Uh, they'd have to just get uh, one of the people back. They'll get Nick Stahl back because what else is he doing? Uh, he just did a movie with Devin Sawa like a couple years ago. And it was really good. I can't think of the name of it, um, but it was really good. It was really fucked up. Really? Uh, hang on. It, it was like, uh, hang on. I'm sure it's like one of the first things on his filmography. Nick Stahl. Sorry, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, you did a movie called Knights of the Zodiac. Uh, Night Blooms. It was... Oh, he just... Last year, um, or... I didn't see it till last year, but um, it's on Shutter. What Josiah saw. Fucking great. Watch that. Well, I've been meaning to watch that. It's so good, dude. Like, so fucking good. But good things. I knew that was a movie I had to be in the right mindset yeah it's fucked like it's the away it's it's slow and but stick with it like it's a good payoff at the end i like slow burns i'm gonna have to watch that yeah and then uh, the movie that i was talking about though was hunter 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 okay yeah it's got devin sawa um really good it's on hulu i guess so i feel like i watched that but i can't remember or i want to watch about it you would remember the ending for sure. Tell me anything because I'm going to look it up after this. Yeah, I will. Um, Let me know if you watch any of the shit that I mentioned. <laughs> oh, I sound so familiar. I wonder if I want It came to- out like during the pandemic, like, but it's not a pandemic horror movie. Like, um, the, the synopsis is Joseph and his family live in the remote wilderness as fur trappers, but their tranquility is threatened when they think they're being hunted by the return of a rogue wolf and Joseph leaves them behind to track it. And it just gets real fucked up. It's it's fan fucking tastic. Okay, so I was wondering why, but I got that what Josiah saw or whatever mm-hmm. mixed up with that last thing Mary saw, which was like this uh um, Isabel Furman and um Rory, Rory Culkin movie. Yeah. Uh so I had heard of that movie because Rory Culkin did an interview with this chick I watch on uh, um, YouTube, and um, who I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, but some of the pe- girls like the horror people on YouTube, they are so young, you know, and um, I just don't get anything they talk about, um, so I feel so out of like touch, you know, and everything. But she did such a great interview with Rory, you know, and uh, Rory just seems like a really nice guy. Um, yeah. you know, all the Tolkien seem nice. Mirror, what? You just did an episode of Black Mirror too. 
Yeah, I saw that on his uh, IMDb. Um, that's great. Um, I have not watched the new season, so I have to check that out. Um, that just came out, right? Like the sixth season. Yeah, it's good. Um, I like Beyond the Sea the best. But all right, guys, I don't want to keep you any longer because <laughs> I have that problem. Of well, speaking of Josh Hartnett, he was in that. So, all right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so much guys i really appreciate it i oh, hope you have a wonderful it was fun chatting everybody yes. have a good one enjoy yourselves and we'll see you in september till then everybody bye, bye.